Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boy, with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak oh. i'm your host dave and john and i really hope you normalize that audio and uh <laughs> i always do and this week Boys and girls, JD is off. He has parental duties to take care of. So filling in, like once again, the one, the only, the most handsome man on the So Wizards podcast, Joey DiCarlo. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It is great to be here once again. Thanks, guys, so much for having me. And let me come and rap, talk the word of nerd with you guys. Love it. Loving it. So makes, uh, it, makes my time in the treadmill a little uh, little rough because now I don't have your show to listen to because I've lived it. I don't have to listen to it. But <laughs> yes, you find it tough to listen to your own show. I, I try not to. <laughs> I try not to. I I download it, and this is a secret. Other podcasters or people that have friends that are podcasters, you don't necessarily like their show too much. If I don't want to listen to something, but I want to give my friends the download, I will turn it on download it and turn the sound all the way down play it while i'm taking a shower in the morning before work so they get a good 15 20 minutes of uh listening and accounts for them as a download and i don't have to listen to it so see see all my friends that aren't listening you should oh wait you're not listening so you don't hear that <laughs> yeah i mean you know what i always say it i, I would never uh, front on somebody that doesn't like the topics we cover uh, my wife would never listen to our podcast um Regardless, and if my wife had the greatest NASCAR podcast in the world, I still wouldn't listen to it. I, it's just not something I'm interested in. So, you know, by all means, just give us the download and we'll, we'll move along. Everybody knows what's happening here. Well, in place of that, while you're taking a shower, you can or be on your treadmill. You can listen to one of the one of the podcasts that list all of the Easter eggs in Loki episode five. That should that should take about a good two hours. Yeah, there you go. So, so, so how have you been, Joey? I mean, you've been doing the podcast rounds lately. You were just on Fans of Patrol with Mark Ellis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it maybe on here or maybe on my own show in the past, but I, I've switched careers <laughs> and I'm not working third shift anymore. So my schedule has opened up a lot, which allows me to guest on uh, different shows at night. And here I am. It's 830 at night on a Monday and I'm recording with you guys. So. It's great. You know, Congratulations. Always, always be closing, like Alec Baldwin said. You know. Congratulations on getting off a third shift. That must have sucked. It's got good and bad points. It's got good and bad points. Yeah. You know, I have nights and weekends off, but then I go out in the middle of the day on a Saturday, and I'm like, what, what is going on here? Where? <laughs> why are all these people around? It, it freaks me out. Like I go to the grocery store, and I'm like blown away. There's people here. It's not 
eight o'clock in the morning or anything. So it's been taking a little getting used to, but it gets easier every week. And I certainly enjoy the time with my family and friends and being able to do stuff. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I I will say that you work third shift. You don't have to deal with people. But then when you're working, your friends are sleeping. Yeah. When when they're doing yes. stuff like doing podcasts and you want a guest on it, you can't because, you know, you're working or you you're can't. sleeping. No, no, no. And when people would ask, I'd always be like, look, my schedule is insane. If you want to work around it, great. If not, I, I apologize. It's nothing personal, but <laughs> I have to lift boxes for eight and a half hours overnight. So and then work during the day. But I still work two jobs, but it's a little easier now. I stay in college, kids. Yes. You're Maybe. talking to a college dropout. <laughs> yeah, great. You're talking to two college dropouts. Uh, how about you, John? How have you been? Yeah, okay. You know, spent spent the last three days just trying to list all of the all, all of the Easter eggs in Loki. <laughs> you seem obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just it's really it's it's one of those geek things. You know, it's like really cool how everything got like literally everything and a kitchen sink got worked in, but otherwise. Uh, you know, just not nothing much to not much to talk about. The summer anime season has started to kick in, so I'm starting to get some new animes. See if I can find a good title for JD. And otherwise, <laughs> nothing to report. Nothing. Uh, nope. All right. Wow, you live an exciting life, John. Just me and my cats. The most excitement <laughs> I get is when they try to kill me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have some exciting news, but I can't say it in front of Joey because it might upset him. You can him. say it in front of me. It's fine. Well, at this point, we've been officially approved for press for New York Comic Con this year. So my assistant is, it will be coming with me this year, and then we'll see about John. Uh, I, I start next year. Next year, I will start. This year, what, what, I... Hey, Joey. What was that? What do you say to John who's, who's, who's too afraid? Not too afraid. Oh, man. Come on. I was going to go. I'm not even vaccinated. I'll go, I'd lick the fucking railing in the Javits Center right now to get in the building. Too much of a scientist to me. I know. I, I I'm counting the odds. I'll I'll wait until next year and then I will take the place by storm. Security will have. To, I've I've been practicing. Security will have a really tough time keeping me out. I'll I'll, I'll bribe you somehow as we get closer. So <laughs> you are welcome to try. Yes. And so, so yeah, that's, that was my, my exciting news. I, I have, you know, nothing else really going on. I went to the movies to see what we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Black Widow, the first movie I've been to since last year. The last movie I saw in the theaters was Sonic. Jeez, <laughs> what a one to, to leave off on. So, so yes, this was, it was exciting. It was, it wasn't empty, but it definitely was not crowded. But I also, I went at 1030 on a Sunday, so. 10 30 in the morning in the morning or at night in the morning yeah hey, you went to a matinee that's good yeah so so yeah but yeah it was it was an interesting experience i don't know what it's like because i know you've been going to the movies joey but like the concessions yeah, I, I again i don't give a shit so you know whatever give me the covid if you got it whatevs i actually preferred going to the movies during the pandemic compared to going since it's been since it ended a couple of weeks ago, our governor declared uh, COVID was over and it's gone. It's magic. It's, it's, it's magic. It's gone. You know, 1201 AM on a Saturday and, and COVID was over. I walked in the gym the next morning. No one had masks on. All the plastic was down. All the social distancing signs were gone. I'm like, wow, just like that. They could just announce it. It ended. It's crazy. But uh, when you, when you went during the pandemic and you bought seats, they would auto block out. So every, you could only buy every other row. 
right. of seats. And then when you bought them, so if it was, let's say the three of us went, the three seats, and then the three on either side of the last people were blocked out too. So no one would sit near you. Right. Now that the restrictions have been lifted, people just sit where anywhere. Um, you can buy, I, you could buy your own reserved seat and then I could come two hours later and reserve the seat next to you and sit next to you. So I actually liked the fact that even if you went, you knew no one was going to sit around you. And that's not even for COVID reasons. It's just for people talking on their phones, making noise. Oh yeah. The children's kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 that's been uh, frustrating since we started going, since the movies came back. So, but yeah, we went a couple times during the pandemic and we've been now again a few times since. So, but Black Widow was the first time me and both kids were at the movies together oh, cool. as opposed to one or the other. My daughter and I saw Quiet Place and uh, Tenant like half a year ago. My son hadn't been since Sonic, actually. That's funny that you say that Sonic yeah. was the last movie he had seen until we went and saw Nobody about a month and a half ago. So, oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw Sonic with my son and then, you know, we saw Black Widow together. It was it was also interesting, too, because like the menu at the concession stand is limited right now. And it was like, OK, that's fine. But then I'm like, like, I don't drink soda, but I'm like, I'm at the movies. I'm going to get a large popcorn. I'm going to get a, a large soda. I'm going to enjoy this. And then like first thing that was weird is Regal's always been Coke products. And then all of a sudden it was Pepsi mm -hmm. products. I'm like, I'm like, uh, do you have like a, a cherry Pepsi? And they're like, oh, well, right now we only have root beer and lemonade. I'm like, Ooh. Wow. Like, what's 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 the point then? Wait, are you a Pepsi or a Coke guy? Me? Yeah. I, I'm a cherry Coke guy. So Okay. But yeah, so it was just like, ah, just give me a bottle of water. You know, and my son doesn't <laughs> give my me a five doesn't... dollar bottle of water. <laughs> exactly. My son doesn't really drink soda either. So he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, water's fine. Like, yeah, I drink soda. I'm like, give me that shit in my veins. They <laughs> aren't doing free refills at Cinemark because we only have Cinemark around here. It's a Cinemark uh, monopoly. They aren't doing the free refills. So the concessions are marked down. And then a friend of mine has their club, or I'm not sure what it's called, like the movie club. And you get a QR code that you scan at the concessions and it gives you 20% off what you eat for the price. So they're cheaper and the discount for my friend and it makes the concession super cheap. So it's like oh, wow. amazing right now. Eventually it's going to go back to being like 40, $50 for the three of us to go to the movies. But right now it's pretty awesome. So. And that, and that's for three popcorns and a water. <laughs> Hopefully. There's there's we got a large popcorn and a soda. Yeah, Regal around here they're they're really big on the on they, they've got a rewards card yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah. But and and it's okay for the most part, but I still sneak candy in. I mean, like there's no there's no reason to spend well, five dollars on a half a pack. I will say I will say Regal's still doing the refills, but they give you a new cup. Like they're not refilling your cup mm. or a new. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So see, we never snuck uh, candy in the whole time my kids were young. I want to say probably until about a year ago, we never snuck uh, candy in because as a parent, I didn't want to teach them that you only follow the rules that you want to follow. So mm -hmm. the, the theater has a sign that says you can't bring stuff in from outside. Then that's the rule of the movie theater. It's not, well, I don't agree with that rule. I'm not going to follow it, but you know, I, I'll agree with these rules. So I'm going to follow them not going to get into that argument with people about whatever, but I'm just saying that was what we were teaching our kids. So we never snuck anything in. 
about a year ago once they my son hit like teenage years like 12 13 like fuck it we're seeing everything in we go to the fucking target beforehand he 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 gains about 45 pounds and we're shoving <laughs> everything down his sweatshirt so uh, it's great it's great but you know and is, isn't have, that the case that. though there's always a place that's right near the st- the, the, the theater where they have just the bins of candy and you can just yeah i don't know if you guys it. have if you guys have five below stores near you oh, oh yeah. yeah yep yeah it's there's one right across the street from the movies near here and it's like like their their whole business model is this is the candy you can sneak into the movie theater. <laughs> yeah the, the there's a dollar store right next to the regal i go to oh, and yes, they have yeah. my my son loves bunch of crunch and it's like especially expired ones <laughs> but it's like you get, the bunch, of crunch, you get yeah. the bunch of crunch from the dollar store or five bucks <laughs> Yeah. You know, for the same box at the movie theater, it's, uh, it's such a scam. But I, I did get popcorn this time, so you know, sometimes you just you just want the popcorn. You know? Yeah, you just want oh, yeah, it. oh yeah, I was bad. Uh, but speaking of bad, let's talk about our favorite villain from the MCU, Loki. Is this where are you going to do the overlay of bad to the bone? You start playing that music. Huh? <laughs> no. So, so Joey, like you, you know, I'm sure you're caught up on Loki at this point. You yeah. haven't been, you haven't been on the show. Before we talk about the 300 Easter eggs that John wants to talk about, I'm just kind of curious because we've been back and forth on on like who this who's going to be the villain, right? And I, and they that the, everything's been leading up to this final episode where they're going to reveal who the, the main bad guy is. So, do you have a theory on on who the main villain's going to be? I don't. But this is so we actually just talked about this on our show for this week as well. But this is something I kind of got in a little bit of a back and forth with people on Twitter about who are still after WandaVision sitting here going Galactus and Dr. Doom and Kang and Count Nefaria and Wolverine and Mephisto. Yeah, and Mephisto (laughs) are all going to be in that little cottage uh, that they're going in. And this is this is how they're going to introduce whatever, anything is pick something stupid and like huge. Oh, the, the Fantastic Four is in that cottage. Well, like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not going to use these Disney Plus shows for that kind of stuff. That's not what this is for. You're not going to get huge, jaw dropping revelations that affect the entire MCU from these shows. It's just not what it is. Like you're not going to get these massive major right. characters introduced in there. If you think about it this way, like if you never watched Falcon Winter Soldier, you only saw the movies. You only watched the movies. The next time Sam shows up, he's going to have that new outfit, but he still just has the shield. The last time you saw him, he got that shield. The next time you see him, he has a Captain America outfit in the shield. You don't need to know anything else. If you watch the show, it's great. Watch the show is great. You got all that background information. If you don't, like say you live in the second biggest uh, market for these movies in the the world, China, who doesn't have Disney Plus, they're they're still going to be caught up. So like the idea that these giant crazy characters and things are going to happen, it's not. I'm actually expecting it to be Loki himself, some sort of version of Loki. We've seen so many I, versions of him at this point. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if sitting in that cottage is another version of Loki. I, I agree with the what you're saying about not introducing a big bad in the show, even though they accidentally did it with Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we'll probably get to in our Black Widow conversation. Um, but the whole China thing, I'm beginning to learn they don't care. I mean, <laughs> they're making Vin Diesel a star with the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> they don't care about story. They don't care about plot. They just care about the action and things blowing up. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's a huge market for them, and they're not going to alienate 
the second biggest market for these movies by saying, well, you guys couldn't watch these five television series, so you don't know what's going on anymore. They're sure. never going to do that. It, well, it's going to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. level of continuity, but a little better and obviously a higher quality program. Well, th- there is one point that would make, given given what you're saying, though. Normally, I'd say right, because like if you, if you try to introduce something big into Falcon and the Winter Soldier... Well, you know, then, yeah, like you said, there's they're not going to make it so that you see the the next time you see those two, they're like, oh my god, it's him when they've already met him in the in the the TV show. But in this case, you're, they're not going to bring Loki and the TVA into the into the the main movies. So even if they inter- introduce like Kang here, he's still going to get an introduction in the end in a movie because. He'll be dealing with different characters there who don't have any connection to the TV. There's no possible way of hearing from Loki or the TVA that, hey, this guy's around. So it's possible they could do it here. I think it's I think it's gonna be Loki just for the main reason that they they go they always have a bad guy that has the same powers as the as the protagonist. (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, in this case, the exact same powers. (laughs) There there is a scene in from the previews that we haven't seen yet of Loki sitting on a throne. So I have a feeling when they go into that that castle, that cottage, whatever, they're gonna go into a throne room and there's gonna be Loki sitting there on a throne. And it's some version of Loki that that's behind all of this. So you know I, I cried myself to sleep last night, but I think you're right. And that's why I cried because, <laughs> because, because, you know, it's like they could do, they could do literally anything. And how many references to Kang can you pack into one freaking episode? Like, like Avengers tower with the name Kang on it, as in the, the Kang, the Kang Industries, yeah. in Kang Industries, there was another building that had Kang park on it, which is another thing. They had the Sphinx with the nose still on, which was part with of his, Kang's his, thing. His the machine, pyramid, yeah. like, like so many different references to him, like at the at, at, at a certain point, it becomes really antagonistic trolling. You know, it's like we know that you want this, and we're still going to deny you. So, I thought about that too, and, and when I see these Easter eggs pop up, I wonder how many people watching this show get the Easter eggs, like. How many people like us are watching versus how many normies who just well, love the movies? I, I can tell you from watching watching my family because that's what we do every every week uh, on the weekends. We sit down together, my wife, my two kids, and we watch the episode for the week together. And that's what we've been doing straight through since WandaVision. They have no idea, you know. They don't. My wife doesn't know any of this stuff. Doesn't even phase her. Goes right, right. over her head. Does not notice it at all. My daughter is a little uh, more on level with me. So like things like the Thanos copter and stuff, she mm-hmm. would have noticed, but she's not going to notice uh, Rama Tut's Sphinx time machine in the background. Right. Like, th- There's no way in hell any of them were going to notice that. And if they are, there's something very strange going on they, um, in my life. But they, they it, probably it, works, notice- it works for normies. I think a lot of this stuff is just thrown in there because they need us to keep talking about this. Like that's the that's the what word am I looking for? The what they're they're social selling. engagement they're looking for. That's a social engagement they're getting. They, they, yeah. they want. They want articles about these Easter eggs. They want people talking about these Easter eggs. They want people on Twitter tweet twittering about it. They want Facebook posts, everything. They want because it's be, free. They, it's they, free they, advertising. They, that's why they don't drop all the episodes at once because it, it mm. spaces it out. We've got six weeks of talking about this instead of one weekend. It, as awesome as Stranger Things is, and I love it. And I think it's one of the best shows ever. You get a intense, intense like three or four days of everybody watching it and talking about it, and then it's gone. Right. Mm. 
this has been six weeks of of Loki, and it's spurned on by these things that they're putting in the background specifically for us to talk about it. That's what I mean. It's funny because when when they talked about the boys and how that was released week to week, and then this, and then the Disney stuff being released week to week, like that's the people, those companies. That's what they said. They wanted people to keep talking about them on a continuous mm-hmm. basis, not oh we get real hot for a weekend, maybe a couple of days after, and then it just disappears until the next season comes out. Yeah. To, to Joey's point though, they still do have cosplayers with the, the lost barb pictures oh. walking around some of the convention. No, but, but yeah. Oh, um, don't get it wrong. I, and yeah. I, at my second job, I work somewhere that is supposedly very hot and topical about <laughs> um, things in the zeitgeist <laughs> and stranger things is a cultural phenomenon. It, it's yeah. there. It's in that level of those type of things, but you know, there's other shows. Jupiter's Legacy came out, flopped. Oh God, yeah, hard. Done. You got what? Maybe a day out of it. No one cared. You know. Yeah. That's because they've all seen it before. Because the boys yeah. did it better. Yep. Yeah. But, oh yeah. I mean, when you saw Thanos' copter, I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, that, I couldn't no. stop laughing. That that That's was great. the worst. No, what uh, got what got me was the head of the Living Tribunal. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. That I saw in an Easter egg video. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, was, yeah. I mean, that oh, the, then, the, the head of the guy from Ant-Man and the Wasp, the um, yellow jacket, that his head oh, yeah, is there, yeah, but yes. giant-sized. My, my son was like, did you see there was a frog version of Thor? I mean, yeah, and I was frog. like, you mean throg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. And the, and the only other, like another thing is all, all of the all of the cafeteria trays, you know that the TVA isn't reci- isn't cleaning those trays. They just keep <laughs> whipping them to the end of time. That's so, like li- literally all. I mean, at, everywhere you look in every scene, there are stacks of trays. <laughs> so um, they're, they're just using it as a as a garbage pail. Oh shoot, my mind just went blank. The 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 smoke monster, a lion. A, oh, a, a lion. A, a, a lion. Yeah. Yeah. My son pointed this out, and I'm kind of curious if you guys picked this up. Like when he ate things, he didn't just kind of eat them. It looked like he aged them rapidly. Like after he the 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 boat after he uh, left the boat, the boat was all rusted. Mm-hmm. And when he got uh, classic Loki, his helmet looked really old when, it, when that was all that was left. You know, and I'm like, oh, I didn't pick Providing up. Providing classic Loki's actually dead. So. Yes, yes, but like I didn't I mean, pick you, up. You, on we that. just had him tell us a like ten minute story about how he cheated death by using an illusion, and then we watch him die. I mean. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, and then, of course, it's also been pointed out, well, wait a minute. If classic Loki cheated death with Thanos, could that mean our Loki is still alive in the MCU? Hmm. Well, well, now there's the thing. It was a big fan theory at the time where they, if if you stopped the scene where Loki was being choked by Thanos, in the background, there was a piece of debris that looked a hell of a lot like Loki with his horns and and the and and his hat on and and just like sneaking away in in the extreme background. And now, what is the what is the the original Loki or what do they call it, old Loki or whatever? Classic Loki. Cla- classic Loki. What does classic Loki say? Exactly that. They just yes. like confirmed the fan theory. So yeah, the original Loki might be alive. Who knows? Yeah, that would be interesting. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just, it's like, and well, here's the other thing that no one's been talking about. I don't know how true this is, but I could have swore I saw an article saying this is the only show they're planning to do a season two with so yeah. far. So 
whatever yeah. happens this week is not the <laughs> end of Loki at this point. But it makes sense. Like this one, there's more stories to tell because now you've got the entire TVA in play. And it's it can be a universe separate from the main MCU stuff for the most part. I'm sure at some point they might link them together. Yeah, well, um, don't, don't make this an Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. situation. No, but. no, no. You're not going to see Loki with a mop cleaning up after the Avengers go after some. But, 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 but I mean, there'll be more heavy links because w- this is almost directly tying into... Uh, multiverse of madness you know i mean the events oh, yeah. happening here are how that's going to start happening but you know but there's I, I, the other the other two series like you know wandavision that plate that told its story there is no no more story to tell there with those two for now except that what can be told in the in the movies upcoming or maybe maybe a separate different show and i don't know about falcon the winter soldier because now it's you know Captain America and the Winter Soldier or something. And, you know. Well, the point of that was to have Sam go through that transformation to where it feels like he earned the shield. He earned being Captain America and he accepted it. You know, it was just a story they wanted to tell like that, but not bog it down in a movie. So now when we get Captain America 4, he's just Captain America. We don't have to worry about the whole struggle of him becoming Captain. So. You know, mm. so yeah, there's no need for a season two of that. But oh, they're saying that classic Loki didn't might not even die because what's he do just before the before what the thing's name again? Jesus, a a what what is this? Eliath, right? Just before Eliath eats him, what's he do? He stops, yells glorious purpose. He st- he stops casting any magic, yells glorious purpose, and and what he say about about Thanos? He cast a a perfect duplicate of him that even Thanos couldn't tell the difference of. Who's to say he didn't like hightail it out of there a few seconds before Elioth hit him? Well, that's you what know? Lokis do. They survive. That's right. Which is it, which is another reason why I'm I'm really sorry that I'm actually pretty sure that yeah, the guy in that castle is going to be another Loki, even though it doesn't make any sense because that that's Kang's you know castle. This. You know his colors are all well, over the place. There's there's reference to him anywhere. The, this entire scenario is. I mean, Alioth was one of his biggest threats. Right? One of the th- one of the things that drove me nuts was people online were saying that that castle looked like Doom's castle. I'm like, no, this is not how they're going to introduce Doctor right, Doom. No, that, no. that is that is a super shot in the dark. Right. No, 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 no. That's you got to wait for the Fantastic Four for Doom. Sorry. I mean, it, it's I I I'm going to be disappointed if it's Loki. I mean, it'll still be a good show, but I'll be disappointed if they try to do it. The it's what Hugh is left behind, or what he's he left in the end, or what that it'll it'll be like Owen Wilson, but the the last one, the one who actually you know restarts the universe at the end. I my I don't know. I do have a prediction, and I could be I had predictions about Wandavision that were way off, so we'll see. I think our after credit scene for the final episode of Loki, because obviously Renslayer is going to be involved in the the final fight somehow. She'll be, you know, off on the side somewhere, defeat it. And, you know, hand, purple gloved hand will come and, you know, offer to help her up. And that's, you know, that'll be the, that's the only Kang we're going to actually get in the show. That's my guess. That could work. You know, setting her up to be in uh, quantum mania. <laughs> Which is yeah. such a dumb name for. We know we know there's more than one Owen Wilson now, for sure. Mm-hmm. We, yes. know, we know there's more than than one 
was it what's his name oh my god Mo- mobius mobius and mobius yeah because between the rings on the the end table in in what's her name's office i'm really blanking on names today sorry guys his office where you know he said you know but you know i i didn't put those were already there and she's like they all and you put them all there so between that and him sitting there in this episode looking at the crocodile looking or yeah crocodile looking and saying i don't remember that one you know it's like there's got to be more than one of them at the tva so was it me or was that the best scene in the episode when alligator loki bit off president loki's hand (laughs) his reaction was the best we all love alligator loki yes yes his existence implies an entire dimension where all the um avengers and everyone are alligators so or some kind of lizard like a frog Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes that's uh definitely that is definitely out there and a spider pig Yep. Oh, gods. Yeah. Yeah. So a universe where they're all animals. That's pot. Oh, oh yeah. That's cool. That. <laughs> I I'd love to see that. Like you know, teased in was it uh, the next Spider Verse movie? That'd be cool. Well, they did have Spider Pig in the first Spider Verse. I I know, but I'd like to see like Locodile in there or whatever whatever they're gonna call. Him. <laughs> he needs a name. I think you just gave it to him. Um, oh, all right. Uh, so. And any other interesting, I know we've got other stuff to cover, but is there any other, like the, the Library of Alexandria was there, the USS Eldritch was there, the, God, what else, uh, Red Skull's airship from from the first Avenger was right. there in the beginning. Like, I just, so, so many different, I, th- I think even the, oh, is it Ronin ship was there? There was, right? a, heli- there was a crashed helicarrier in the background. With 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 a with a cobra. Oh my god! I'm I've been watching too many Snake Eyes previews. With the oh god, what is the name? Hydra. Hydra. Somebody. Hydra. Yeah, because I'm sorry, I'm thinking Hydra and Leviathan and Cobra. I don't know why. Like, because Leviathan's going to be playing into the universe soon. But but with it had Hydra on it, which means that it could have been that Hydra succeeded in that in, universe in uh in the winter soldier yes. in the winter soldier and then they got no nope, no nope, sorry you're not allowed to yes that's an interesting thought um oh great now now you made me forget what i was going to say <laughs> well, i could go on there's the you know, oh, oak, so oak island and i was going to say so that's because you had you know a handful of actors on a green screen acting out these scenes and then a bunch of animators who were like, ooh, what can we throw in? Oh, what 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 Easter egg can I throw in this week? Oh, mm. you know, that that's that's all it was. It was like they had a complete blank slate to do whatever they wanted. So yeah. they went to town. The one thing I'm I'm interested to see though is like I know that they change characters for the MCU, but I did I, I looked I read into the background of Alioth. That is not something that you keep as a guard dog. That thing was a a rival to Kang and was you know basically eight entire multiverses, like yeah, but you know, but they do what they want in the MCU. I know it doesn't necessarily mean it's the same power level as in, in the comics, right? I mean, I know, but but I, I, it just worries me that when we finally, when we finally get like one of the Titans or what's his name from the Fantastic Four, the guy who eats planets, you know, he's just going to come out a, I mean, a, a normal guy with a purple hat. I mean, like that's, that's better remember. than a cloud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A cloud or a sky beam. Right. Just like, yeah. I mean, let's remember Thanos, original motivation from the comics was to impress lady death, not to, you know, 
help with resources. Well, yeah, but that that story, even though the original Infinity Stones, uh, Infinity Gauntlet story was, or Infinity War story was interesting, it meandered a lot. This, you know, the way they redid it, they retold it for for the MCU. No, well, they just didn't think people would let, accept Lady Death, so that's the main reason they changed it. But in all honesty, to me, that makes more sense. You well, want to impress Death, so you're going to kill half the people in the universe. Like, well, how I, else I, do you impress Death? You know. I think they also wanted to keep the PG rating and not and not like freak out the kids with you know a a sexy woman with a skull. <laughs> so I don't know if it's the right sexy woman, right? Right, Joey. That's right. What are you, Deadpool now? That's right. You and Deadpool. Uh, you know, I mean, like they'll they'll wait. They'll make they'll find a way to make the skull look like the actress. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Galactus I was referring to. I I I worry that Galactus is going to come on and it's just going to be a a normal like maybe eight foot guy with a big purple hat. You know, I I don't want to it's, see them like nerf somebody like that. They're not. Their story is. They what are is. not. They are not going to do that. Well, they did to Alioth. No, just, oh my God. <sighs> They're not going to do that to Galactus. Hmm. I don't even know if we're ever going to get Galactus. Oh, we will. We will. That's probably the next big bad, bad, once we get Fantastic Four introduced. So. Yeah, but they're at the end of the slate right now for everything that yeah. they have coming. So it's going to be a with, while. With no release date, no casting, nothing yet. So it's going to be John Krasinski and his wife. It better be. That'd be great, but I'm, they will probably shock us. It'll be someone out of left field you're not even thinking of, and then when you watch the movie, you'll be like, "How did I ever think of anyone else in these roles?" So. That that's the one yeah. thing Marvel still hasn't like their casting has, even Darcy. Like every casting choice they have made has been on point. I you know I don't know how they do that. All right, well that's enough. I think about Loki, John. Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you are you calm? It's now? out of my it's out of my system. I'm okay. good, satisfied. Good. <laughs> yeah. it's good to two, hear. two two more days though, and, and episode six drops. So yes, <laughs> four so more we, days till I can watch it. So yeah, <laughs> so we can get we can get to uh, your favorite topic now, John. Some social media madness. No, I, yeah, okay. So let's let's prune that universe where that's the case. <laughs> we, we don't we don't have a lot to discuss this week. But of course, remember we talked about Carrie Fisher got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which yeah, well deserved. Us. Well, but shocked us because we kind of thought uh, maybe she already had one. Yeah. To which Timothy Jones replied, "That's not right. She should have gotten one right after she put that CD into R two D two. Sour grapes, everyone. Sour grapes uh, available uh, in finer newspapers across the country. This one got me. S W O Productions said." Stu, who, Robert, it's <laughs> good guy. Nice. Uh, well, he said, who who does and who doesn't have a star? There seems like a lot of arbitrary bullshit. Oh, there. Well, I mean, it took this long for Carrie for 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 Carrie to, to get a a star. So yeah, obviously there's a lot of BS. There's probably a lot of people that if they told us, oh, they're getting a star, we'd be like, why didn't they have one 20 years ago? So I'm sure, it's all politics. I uh, some of it, yeah. Well, there's you know, there's politics, and then there's then then there's like you know, Hollywood politics. So, and then I I included this one because I wanted to get Joey's take. Uh oh, on this. So of course we talked about they began filming on Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. and one of the things we discussed is is a Black Panther movie without Black Panther going to work. You know, it's kind of like having Gotham. 
which did not work. And it was, uh, it, we, we were retweeted by, oh, I'm not even going to pretend to read it because it's not in uh, English, the Windbreaker <laughs> over on Twitter and said, I love Wakanda, that Zelda game. <laughs> Wakanda must have a ruler. Shuri should be it. So I don't know. So here's the, here's the thing with that. Number one, you know, Shuri was only took over the mantle for a very short time in the comics because obviously it's the comics and always switches back. But the thing that hit me that I keep keep coming back to is they're not calling this one Black Panther 2. They're calling it Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Implying there isn't a Black Panther in the movie. It's going to be, you know, heroic people from Wakanda, but it's not Black Panther. But I keep going back to and, and you know, there's been back and forth in this, but I think he's too important of a character to the MCU. I think he should have been recast. I mean, yes, Chadwick Boseman did a good job. He's a great actor, but he's gone. And that's just a sad uh, fact of life. And there are a lot of great actors out there who could take the role. So, you know, I think he's too important of a character. I think he should have been recast, but they didn't want to. So kind of curious where you stand on it, Joey. I, I really don't know how I feel about it. There's days where I'm like, they should have recast. There's days when I think there's no way they could ever recast. I, I just, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the movie. I trust Ryan Coogler hundred percent. I don't think he's ever made a bad movie period. Even mm-hmm. non Marvel stuff. Fruitvale station's amazing. Creed is amazing. Obviously the first black Panther was amazing. So I, I trust in him and what he's going to do. I, I do agree with you. It's a very important character for people, but this is their chance to kind of take him off the board a little bit. So we're going to, have to see what they do when they take him off the board at the beginning of the movie, because you have to address it. It's the, it's the elephant in the room. The first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, they have to take T'Challa off the board. Is he leave and go into space? Is he, <laughs> you know, busy? Is he doing something? Is he just so busy being the king that he can't be Black Panther anymore? there's there's got to be some way that they get him off the board that they're not going to kill him they are not going to kill him there's no way in hell that they're going to have this movie that's going to be a celebration more or less of chadwick boseman's life and turn around and kill his character in the first 10 minutes of the movie that's right in horrendously bad taste just like Pucci, he's gonna say my planet needs me yeah (laughs) Um, I I just don't know how they're going to take him off the board. There's so many rumors all over the place. I've heard that Lupita Nyong'o's character, uh, Nakia, wasn't around through uh, Infinity War Endgame stuff because she was pregnant with their heir. And then it would be kind of about, you know, that and what happens to him. There's the Casper Cole Black Panther. If you remember, he was an American police officer that used Mm -hmm. the Black Panther costume for a while. So maybe you can have him show up using the costume and have the other characters come to investigate. There's always putting Shuri in the costume, Okoye, M'Baku. I just, it, it's so tough for me to even like speculate on what they would do. But at the end of the day, I, I would, I think I want them to recast at this point. I think we need to get a movie without a minute. I think we need to like take him somewhere away, put him in space, put him in Atlantis, something. And then he can come back in phase five when we kind of have had more time to get farther away from Chadwick Boseman passing. So, so, so that's what I want. I think at this time right now, I think I'm in for recast. So, so he's, he's out on his tauntaun and he's, and he's (laughs) investigating a a, a satellite that hit nearby and a wampa hits him in the face and they have to put him in one of those stasis chambers for the rest of the movie that, you know, they had the winter soldier in. And, and then, you know, 
when he had to have facial reconstruction surgery when they bring him out of it. Well, you can pull him out of the multiverse and maybe he looks a little different. You know, oh, maybe something happens. We need a new T'Challa and we grab him from somewhere else and he or looks he gets, a little different. Or he gets sucked into the multiverse and then comes mm-hmm. out different. You know, yep. that, there, there, there's both sides of what you need right there. He, that's how he left and that's how he came back. I'm wondering, I, I'm Joey. I know you got my reference. I'm wondering if John got my reference. <laughs> I got your reference. Okay. I mean, that's the whole reason that they did that in the movie, why he got hurt, because of he had the plastic surgery in between movies, Mark mm-hmm. Hamill, so that, you know, they had to explain why his face looked different. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll come back as Ryan Gosling or something. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not go that far, you know. <laughs> Controversy or, creates cash, you know. Or, 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 or Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she's she's sitting at home she's like i can play that i can play that i can play a tree oh wait <laughs> we all, all we need is the bad guy to come up i want to take his face off <laughs> oh, 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 oh no but all, all jokes aside there's no way in hell they're killing the character and they're, they're gonna find a way to recast him eventually I, I don't i don't know about that i think i know feige seems to be so against it but i feel like if enough people came to him and were like look the the, the community not to talk, i'm not going to try to assume to speak for african-american people but i would assume that you know that's that's a big character for them it's a huge movie for black people to watch and see their hero you know let's let's go and then he was taken away after like two one movie and like two appearances so way too early way too early you got to bring him back somehow you got to you got to, unless they do something crazy in the sequel and we are given a new Black Panther that we love so much, we don't care anymore. Well, they'll probably have thought of an even better way of handling it than we have. Some, yeah, some, like some said, way that's respectful and, and yep. still can bring, you know, a powerful Black presence into the into the MCU and keep yeah, it. Yeah, I, I trust Ryan Coogler Actually, implicitly. So uh, whatever they're going to do, even as, if it was the dumbest thing in the world, they could come out with a, like, alligator black panther is is in the trailers i'm still going to be there in 100 percent trust in it i trust in the people behind the camera in this one that basically puts everything on the table though we can have crocodile loki there's there's no end to like right like they can do anything i mean it's funny too because like and i fully agree with the the importance to the african-american community but it's also t'challa is just such an important character in marvel comics He's right. tied to yep. so many stories that they want to tell. And yeah. I'm sure that's why they brought him in. They want to tell those stories. And now it's like, eh, you know, you can't, you know, and it's like, nah, I think, I think you still need to tell those stories and they'll figure it out. Yeah. Again, it's not like this is DC and I don't want to shit on uh, <laughs> Warner brother DC, but. Oh, please. I, this is the place to do it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm the chief DC apologist. I welcome all, all, help, all help with this. You know, Marvel has earned the right. They've earned that right to have our blind faith in this kind of stuff. So yeah. if you're like, okay, you know, DC can't get a Superman movie right. Marvel wants to make a television show where Wanda is in the Dick Van Dyke show. I trust them 100%. Because <laughs> it worked. Up. Yeah, yeah, it does. But that's the thing. It always works. They seem to always pull it out their ass, whether it's concepts or stories or, or casting. And meanwhile, we're still trying to figure out like how to make a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I again, I just I just trust the people behind the camera there implicitly and we'll see what happens. So but it'd be really cool, especially for the value of my comic book collection. If it was. Ulterior <laughs> 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 right. motives. Here we go. And then, and then the last thing is, so last week, I don't remember if you remember John, 
JD was like, what's going on with Don? He's put a lot of weird tweets out lately. And obviously Don, who does listen every week, and we appreciate for that, <laughs> D-Square, um, he said, he sent a tweet to JD and us. I really appreciate your kind words, my friends. Have no fear, all is well. I'm always very positive, but I do have a rare dark moments. It's because friends like you, blah, 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 my wife and children, that those moments are brief. So oh, I thought I was going to say the friends like you cause the dark moments. <laughs> well, that's what we normally get. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't know the whole story. I know that he's going through some kind of transition at work. And he did tell me at the end of this week, he's, he's either going to be very happy or depressed. So I'm hoping that he's very happy at the end of the week. And then the Sounds other like thing, emails from read pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is, uh, Don, he kind of, kind of called John out on his shit. But I don't think he realized uh -oh. it. So we had said we had, at one point in the show we talked about you know we started late recording last week and we wanted to keep it short. So he said, "It's funny to hear you guys say it's supposed to be a shorter episode than than I looked down in the length of the show." LOL. And it's a, a gif of Will Smith, I think from Bad Boy, saying that's some funny shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know. John's always the first one to go, oh, I'm tired. Let's keep it short tonight. And then he's also the one to go off on the most tangents. About I, just can't, I just can't stop myself. <laughs> and Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, here's our good friend, D-Square, to tell you how you can follow us on social media and learn more about social media madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <sighs> All right. Thank you for that, Don. And speaking of where to find people, Joey, why don't you tell us where we can find So Wizard Podcast? Oh, boy. Uh, SoWizardPodcast.com is probably the easiest place to find us. There's links to the podcast, all our reviews, all our social media links there as well. We have our YouTube channel where there's constant content going up, interviews, unboxings, movie trailer reactions, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. SoWizardPodcast.com and the podcast every week on everywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, good times. So, yeah, come yeah. find us. You don't have Mark to throw it to. No, it's fine. I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go into full uh, full shell mode for you guys. Uh, uh, just come check us out. I think you like it. You like this show. You like us. I think. I promise you, John. We keep it under an hour when we record, though. <laughs> yes, you guys it's are very tight, good at that. Tight. You know why that is? Is because of my old job. We would record on a Monday night. 
And I had to be at work. I had to leave the house actually, as we record this would be right now. And if I left the house at 9.20 PM, I had to, I could get to work on time. So we could never go long. We can't go long. I would keep it tight. And now it's just a habit. Uh, And don't forget to check out Don's uh, podcast, the Mega Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, we'll take our first commercial break and we'll be right back with the news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. We are back. We have a little bit of news to talk about this week. Not much. I already heard you talk about this, but I'm going to make you talk about it again. <laughs> it's fine. It's Joey, because when I was listening to So Wizard, you guys talked about this. That's that's So Wizard. You're So Wizard. Fans on Patrol. Yep. <laughs> the the What If trailer, the full trailer mm-hmm. for What If came out this week, yep. and it looks pretty damn good. <laughs> I agree with you. It's weird that some of the voice actors are the actual actors, and I could have swore they said all the actors came back to do it. I thought they even said Robert Downey Jr. came back, but mm. apparently... That was a rumor. <laughs> Him and Paul Bettany did not come back because that is not whoever's doing Vision doesn't even sound anything like him. Mm-hmm. He's not even doing a British accent. And then at least the guy who's doing Tony Stark is trying to sound like Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. But I'm pretty sure that was Chris Hemsworth as Thor and yeah. Chadwick Boseman as a that's T'Challa. his yeah that's his final performance as T'Challa. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, so, so John. Since I already heard Jerry talk about it, what did you think of of the trailer? Oh no, I can't! I can't wait to see the sh- the the show. Like I can't wait to see well, every episode is going to be a different what if, I guess, and there might be some like connective tissue between them or something, or we might we might get the Dark Avengers or I don't know, like the or some other form of the Avengers, Universal Avengers or something. So, but yeah, I can't wait to see it. I I mean, I. I don't know enough about the MC, the, the the Marvel backstories in order to piece together all the little scenes that they gave us, but it looks that the animation looks beautiful, and you know, with some most of the voice actors coming back and everything, I mean, you know, damn, I, I'm going to see that as soon as it comes out. So, I mean, Joey, I know you're like me; you read the What If comics, right? Uh, right. The, I never like read I that. Said, That's I'm, my problem. Like, yeah, like I said, I'm fans of Patrol. I always, I always loved them back in the day, and until they, and like, I, it was like what mid to late '90s when it ran out of steam and wasn't yeah. a regular series anymore. But I always loved those. They're always very morbid. Everyone always died and everything. So, oh, so it's like was Twilight always, Zone shows. Then. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was always like, you know, what if the Avengers lost the Evolutionary War? <laughs> Put one up my ass there for you, Dave. Um, <laughs> It's just like everybody died. What if, okay, what if the X Men lost Inferno? That's, that's everybody one that I, died. I, I remember I had that one. Yeah, everyone yep. died. So, so I had a uh, Romlin Art, Ron Lim Art. I remember at least on the cover. So, so wait, awesome. it, 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 I mean, most some some of the scenes look like they could be from happy episodes, but I did catch a glimpse of the Marvel zombies in there too, right? Yes, that's not mm-hmm. such a happy one. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there'll no. be that's I don't if they do what if like they did the comics, there'll be a dark twist to like almost every episode. It's not going mm-hmm. to be what people are expecting <laughs> at all yeah. from the MCU if if they keep that tone. What's interesting is that they're it's not like they're doing what if within the MCU as opposed to, you know, obviously taking comic book stories, so it's all connected, but uh, yeah, so this will be interesting. I, and and of course, John, we, we won't be talking every week about it's Mephisto because they should all if they do it right, I, they should just do them all as standalone stories. I don't think they should. Allegedly, there is an overarching storyline with Doctor Strange 
interacting with these dimensions. I don't know if that's a rumor that's here nor there, but that's what I've heard. I uh, had a g- g- glimpse of what looked like Shuma Goreth in the uh, trailer. So yeah. Well, it, it also I I thought somebody I read an article that mentioned that you might be getting a version of Doctor Strange in there. I mean, there's obviously the 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 MCU Doctor Strange is in this, like not a what if version, but the actual MCU version yep. seems to be in it. And then uh, there was another one where it looked like it was a version of Doctor Strange that had actually decided to go to the other side and was fighting against the Ancient One, you know, and was was working with what's his face, the you know Dark huh. Entity in the Dark Universe. So, so it you know. There, there's at least two versions of Doctor Strange, but yeah. Well, because I mean, they showed that the Watchers are there, so I'm not sure why you would need Doctor Strange as a connective tissue. But well, no, it might, it might be this. The, the connective tissue for this might be uh, during Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange gets sucked down a wormhole, and then these are his adventures before he reappears back in the movie. I mean, you could do something crazy like that given the premise, which would be pretty awesome, actually. That is awesome, but it also definitely cancels out of season two. I'd rather just be the watcher checking out different stuff because he's bored. Yeah, um, and it kind of defeats what the purpose of What If was for. It was just kind of like, yeah. oh, let's take a, a storyline we did that everyone liked and say, okay, now let's flip it and see what happened if the you know the opposite thing happened. But we're know. talking the MCU. We're talking Marvel owned by Disney, and everything's connected. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I was just. It'll be connected. I think it is connected. It's just. I hope it's not connected to the point where we can't have more of these because you could do a season of this every two or three years once you get more MCU content to kind of mine for where you want to go and it's animated. And like Mm -hmm. I said before, uh, I don't know why they're not on it, but it's not hard to get these actors to record their voice lines for this. They're half hour episodes. You know, they can do it over Skype. Yeah. Sneak into their trailer on the set of whatever Marvel movie with or right in their contract. <laughs> One day you're coming on the set, you're going to sit down and record these lines for 15 minutes. You know, like, well, hey, even if they can't get one of the actors, just have Tara Strong do it for crying out loud. She can yeah. basically do anything. <laughs> Funny you should mention the contracts because that's one of the maybe things. That's, maybe that's why they brought her in. So. Yeah, there, there's we didn't even talk about issues where you could be you could be Miss Minutes at the in that castle. So no, oh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But again, I, I'm I'm hoping for a dark, you know, Twilight type show, and I don't know if we're going to quite get that. So, but um, but Joey mentioned that you know they could add that to their contracts. Moving on. You're trying to you're trying to segue. That's not your job. It's my job. I know. But anyway, but he, yes. I didn't do it. Joey did it, and he did it beautifully. Did it. My fault. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, all that video is... training coming back. You know. Speaking <laughs> of contracts, Marvel. Kevin Feige has come out and said that moving forward, they're not going to sign their actors to multi deal, multi movie deals, and it basically came out him talking about Black Widow and how Black Widow is a movie that falls in between the way they used to do things and the way they're doing things going forward, because I believe this was the last movie in Scarlett Johansson's contract. So she's, I think she's officially done at this point, but who knows anything is possible. And the fact that she said, she said goodbye to the character makes me believe in more. She's coming back because <laughs> you know, they all lie, but it, I, I don't know. I see it as a good and a bad thing. I understand that like if they want to get certain actors, they don't want to sign multi-movie deals but then you're going to have a lot of actors who are going to want to jump in, one do one movie, and then be done. Just to sit there and say, hey, I did the MCU. I'm cool. I'm done. And it's just like, yeah, but 
you played Reed Richards and we want to do three Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think about the idea, Joey? We'll start with you. I think it's uh, taken a little bit out of context. I don't think you're going to see nine picture, 12 picture deals with a lot of people or they won't be announced. But I, And I think mm-hmm. they're going to be more open to people saying, I'd love to come work with you, but I don't want to make 15 movies and three TV shows. There's no reason why like Marshall is and leave and never come back or even just for one movie or something and play a role, but he doesn't want to be in the ongoing universe. They're going to bring him in. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix was almost Dr. Strange, but he just didn't want to sign the contract. So you're not going to see them as main characters though. That's my main thing. I don't think you're gonna see those people as main characters. If they want to come in, that's great. You want to come in and be the bad guy in Ant-Man five. Great. But you're not going to get to be Tony Stark because we need that character for these many movies. And there's always going to be actors that want those big contracts. Sebastian right. Stan would said, he loves it. He'll sign another one if they wanted to. It's it's money on the table. It's 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 a steady working money on the table for him. And every you know year and a half, he goes and makes a Marvel project, and then it makes his money. And in between, he can make all the little roles and independent movies he wants to make, and it's no big deal. He's not a starving actor anymore. But you're not. I don't think you'll see them shy away from bringing people in for a one movie deal. But they're not going to be main characters. There's no way. There's no way they're going to cast somebody as the thing. And then only have them on a one picture deal. It's, well, and, it's and not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen. And and even even so, like even if they, even if for some of the main characters they don't have as many movies in the contract as they originally did when they were starting out, like some of these actors, like Sebastian Stan loves it. Yeah, it's not just the paycheck you're getting for the movie you make; it's all the residuals you'll get. You know, in perpetuity, and considering how long the Marvel MCU has gone so far, you know, you are basically set for life if you have appear in even one of these in a half-ass oh, yeah. role. So, yep. I mean, that's that's not taken into account. Not just the money he gets from the movies and the ancillaries, but he can go to Comic Con twice a year and sign autographs for oh, one hundred and fifty dollars uh, a pop. Yeah, that's all money yeah. going in the bank. You know, so, I mean, look at the girl from. Uh, Civil War, I played one of the Dora Milaje. Like, she's literally a background character. They brought her back for Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon, and, and now she has another role. It's It works for everybody. There's money for everybody to eat. It's just a matter of what they want to do. I just think they're you're not going to see people getting locked into those huge, like, 12-picture contracts anymore. It'd be, like, three or four films or three films and an appearance on What If or something, but... There's no way. There's just no way they're going to have major characters that whoever plays Wolverine is signing like a 50 picture deal. Let's just be. Oh, well, yeah, I know. I, you know, they, no, they, no. they, they pointed out that it works. It worked with Tom Holland because he had a short contract and then he wanted to keep playing the character. So he came back. But but that was the, the reason they didn't have him a multi picture deals. They didn't know how long the deal with Sony was going to last to be able right. to, to share him. Well, so that, I thought that, that was a bad example. You but know? It, it's a it's a weird example because Tom Holland basically bullied Sony into signing another contract. With, right. With exactly. And That's, Tom Holland loves playing Spider Man. Right. Yeah. Like and we, we like get, him playing Spider Man. He's the best Spider Man. I agree. But if you got somebody that let's let's say Tom Holland didn't like playing Spider-Man that now, what do you do? Like he right. was able to leave after three movies. Do you recast? Do you like, what do you do at that point? You know, yeah. I don't think Feige would lock somebody in. Like if Sebastian Stan hated being in Marvel movies and wanted to leave, I think they would let him out of the contract. Like they would get yeah. rid of him. But 
it, it, it's scary. You can't have this big interconnected universe and have people on one picture deals. It's just not going to work. Another another aspect of this, along with what you're saying, Joy, is okay. Yeah, the main characters they need to lock in for at least a couple of movies and like and and voice acting now and whatever. But they have such a backlog of of mid tier characters now. Mm-hmm. That when they decide they want to make a movie, we say, okay, who can, who else can we bring in that we've had in one of the Netflix shows or one of, you know, one of the Disney Plus shows or any of the other movies? Like they, they can just call around and then put together an entire cast. And mm-hmm. you know, there's like hundreds of people, like almost we, they're, they're the game with was it Seven Degrees of Bacon? It's like mm-hmm. two degrees of of MCU now. Like you can, you can connect literally every actor to the MCU in two degrees. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, it's, it, it's funny. Cause it's almost getting like British television where our British cinema, where like, there's only so many actors in England. So like they're all in stuff and they're, they all know each other. But and all MCU, of them have, and all of them have appeared in Doctor Who since 1960. Right, exactly. But now it's the MCU has gotten so big that eventually everyone's going to be in it. I mean, you know, I mean, heck, I kind of can't think of his name. Sylvester Stallone has been in both the MCU and now the DCEU. How do we even yeah. call it that anymore? I don't know what you call it anymore. <laughs> the DCFU. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, and I'm the DC guy, man, but I'm sorry. It's just like, you know. Well, that kind of goes back to what we said earlier about, you know, trusting the people behind the cameras that Marvel also is able to pull out their ass like these people you've never heard of or somebody from a random like TV show or something you weren't expecting. I mean, Chadwick Boseman's a fantastic actor, but did you really think he was going to be that good as T'Challa? Like, was that your first pick as T'Challa? Like, I don't think right. anybody had him on the list until he walked out on stage at that event. Like, they, they do a really good job with casting. So well, they, uh, I they think s- they'll, they'll be able to pull a lot of shit out of their ass. If you're some guy working like third from the top billing on a CW show, like soap opera or something, and they're like, hey, do you want to, you know, be in the next Avengers movie and sign like a 15 picture deal to be fucking cyclops or something like sign me up buddy i don't care let's go you know well they they started with robert downey jr so like whoever's cat whoever is doing the casting is literally psychic because you would who would have taken a chance on robert downey jr back then and and then you know and now he's well that was john favreau taking a chance on robert downey jr oh well so favreau's like got the hand of god at this point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like anything he touches becomes baby Yoda. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I like that analogy. Uh, but speaking of Marvel and DC films, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, how I feel about this. They have both announced they will not be participating in the San Diego Comic-Con at home this year. So they won't be presenting anything. We've talked about this before. They they the virtual con now every, now with DC. I they're, they're they're doing DC fandom again this year, right? So that that makes sense. They're going to do all, they're doing their own things. It's it's virtual. They don't need to have a presence somewhere. And Marvel has got uh, Marvel's got Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just had their uh, investor event thing where they announced like four years worth of content. So right, and it is are they doing D twenty three this year? I'm not and sure. Maybe. I don't know. I can't keep track of this shit. So, yeah. So, but I mean, 
now we talked a little earlier about New York Comic Con is coming back this year, and then San Diego is doing their virtual event now, but then they're having an actual small con at the later of the year, like in November, I think they said. I think it's uh, is it Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, it might be Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I know it was like a weird date. So yeah, but like I always talk about this on the show a lot, and I'm kind of curious. You know, I'm going to get your your take on this, Joey. Just like where do you think cons are going? Are they because of COVID? Are they going to disappear? here or are they just going to change yeah. you think they're going to go back to more being a comic book convention they are regressing. i need to i need to see what cons look like this year when we go to them so our first con since 2019 is going to be terrific con coming up at the end of this month and uh it's at mohegan sun casino mm-hmm. it's a big comic focused show i actually have told you guys multiple times you should try to go but obviously not this year with covid and everything going on but that's going to be the first big one. So there'll be, that's a bigger medium-sized con. There'll be people at tables. There'll be celebrities. And we're going to see how it goes. We're going to see what it looks like. New York is, is funny because it's sold out. It's completely sold out at this point. I think there yeah. may be some Thursday tickets left, but that's it. They haven't announced a single guest. <laughs> There's no guests announced. No, there, but, there, were, but, there were like four guests, I think, at, next, yeah. at this point. No, no, they restricted the number of tickets, though, right? Like, we're not talking the same 200,000 yeah, tickets no, 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 no. But years ago. They, they reduced it. They only reduced it by 30%. Mm-hmm. It's not even reduced to half. It's And we don't know where that 30% came from either. That that could have been less press passes, less uh, pro badges, less right. ancillary people. Or if you, for example, run a booth, Instead of getting three passes of helpers, you only got one. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they found places to pull badges from to get in front of people that were spending money to get in there. So, um, yeah, we don't know what that reduction of capacity looks like. It could actually and, end up being more people in the building that are there to spend money. So, and, and I think 2019 they had over 300,000 people there. So, yeah, if you counted sold tickets and people in the building, it was 300,000. So. Right. So just reducing that by 30% is you're still at over 260,000. Like 210,000. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I did it wrong. But yeah, so so exactly. You're still over 200,000 people. So that's still going to be huge. Right. I, I just I don't know what the what the con landscape looks like. That's why I say I got to see what these cons come up like Rhode Island that we're going to in November. Um that's an autograph mill type con. Like that's their Mm -hmm. big thing. There's celebrities out the wazoo from huge headlining guests that you're paying ungodly amounts of money to interact with and take pictures with to, you know, wrestlers paying, charging you 25 bucks for an autograph. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's everybody from the top to the bottom. And that's the main thrust of the show. Are people going to go back to those kind of shows? If you have to stand with a piece of plastic in between you, when you get your pictures or people have to wear masks when you take the pictures or you can't shake somebody's hand when you take a picture with them. You know, I know um, Ace Comic Con, we were going to go to right before the pandemic and then it um, got canceled, right? Like it's, it kind of like went downhill. It went from this exciting event to, well, you can't do this. You can't do this. Can't do this. Can't do this. It's canceled. But people were losing their minds because you were paying I think an autograph and professional photo op combo for Chris Evans was like six hundred dollars. Christ! But you weren't allowed to even stand next to him. Like you were, you had to be in like like a certain amount apart. You couldn't shake his hand. And there's people that 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 is what they go to cons for. That's their right. thing. They spend. And I I don't know where they get the money, but they spend ungodly amounts of money on photo ops, autographs, nonstop. 
if that's what you're going to cons for, it might be a while before you get that full experience back. There's a lot of small shows. There's one up here in New Hampshire, a uh, little giant comic show. And that's your old school comics on a table and long boxes. And that's their only thing. No celebrities, no root beer wagons, no Legos, nothing, no toys, nothing. It's comics, comics, comics. It's a great show. It's awesome. But you, you're starting to see those kind of make more of a comeback because it's something you can do and, and be COVID safe. I just I got to see what these shows are going to look like. I don't know what the face of Comic Cons look like going forward, but if there's money to be made, someone will make it. So you know, we'll see. I mean, you're actually... it was starting to get too it was starting to get too many anyway to begin with. I oh, think yeah. there was back in the day. I want to say like we'll say like 2018, 19. You could pick a point in the summer where you hit, and if you really wanted to drive up around where we live in the Northeast, you could hit a show every single weekend straight through to Thanksgiving. You know, well, this is oh, why yeah. some of the Wizard Cons were dying so hard. Like the one in well the, because in they Wizard Con. In, do, but, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, the wizard, the wizard con in Philly was, was, was it every time, every year, the wizard con in, in, in Philly was cut in half. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, I, I mean, the thing is they're, they're, they always talked about their two big shows were Chicago and Philadelphia. And like, they kept both of those shows kept getting smaller and smaller. And it was just yeah. like, and I kind of think that's where they missed the boat because they kept trying to add more shows as opposed to, you know, just make those shows Good. as big as New York or, yep. or, or San Diego. Mm. Right. But no, they just Philly, we used to go to all the time back in the day when before the con explosion kind of hit. And that was the big pop culture con in the Northeast, really. We used yeah. to drive down every year. I want to say like 2000 to maybe 2005. We would drive down every year and, and go to the show and spend the whole weekend in Philly. Hit up Delilah's. Uh, we'd have a good time. You know? <laughs> People who live in Philly know what Delilah's yeah. is. Yeah. But now <laughs> the girls told me there she was a huge Witchblade fan. So, you know. of course. <laughs> but yeah, now it's Great Philly Comic Con, which is another one yep. of those up and coming cons, but it's mm. still quaint enough that yeah you know we get some of our best interviews there because they they don't they don't have like five layers of security around every right because it's still a person. it's a mid-size and it's still concentrated yep. more on the comics mm. side of it yeah. yeah so yeah i don't know the the virtual san diego and god all right i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna you know hurt <laughs> myself again because me and adam have talked about trying to go to san diego next year possibly but the virtual one last year was awful. It was, it just sucked. Really? Um, yeah. It had no buzz to it at all. Uh, nothing. Like a, you, you could have blinked and it like never happened. There was no buzz whatsoever. So you can see why those companies pulled out. There's no reason for them to even remotely be involved or give them anything for free. There was no, there's no buzz at all. You would even have thought it even happened last year. Yeah. No. And that, that, that whole thing, that whole thing i know they threw it together last moment and blah 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 blah. but it it was it was tough man it was not interesting i tried i tried to watch some of the panels they were just boring and there really wasn't anything interesting i'm just not a big virtual panel kind of guy so yeah we did uh this wasn't my thing we did we did the virtual one for new york last year Mm -hmm. and i got i got onto like two of the panels and like that you had to submit the questions beforehand you know but like Mm -hmm. You know, and then they picked the questions that they were going to ask the, the the thing, right? So it was like you've got uh, fifty reporters, let's say, all watching these three actors or four actors talk about a show, and then it's it's slated for an hour, and then they go for 
45 minutes. So there's only 15 minutes at the end. How many questions do you think they're going to get to? And None, not that many. Yeah. No. So it's like, what's the point? You know, like that's I kind of why I like the round tables because then you can actually ask a question or two. And But you had me thinking about that. You know, I mean, this is a little inside baseball uh, for the people listening. But like when we go to New York, press is invited to these round tables where they set up four or five tables in the back room and they bring in different actors from different shows and that whatever they're promoting. And like, and there's this one guy that we actually deal with a lot who does a lot of the DC animated stuff. We've, we've been to a lot of those panels and like the actor that you have, you know, so many people at each table, so many reporters at each table, and then they, they, they round robin it. So the actor sits at the table with the reporters, the, all the reporters shoot some questions at that one actor or, or producer or whatever. And then they, after so long, they switch, you know, mm-hmm. like, are they going to even do that now? Cause like, yeah, with COVID, I don't know what that's going to even look like this year. So yeah, yeah. they may not. And, and I, I just, I don't know. I know the thing with New York this year is like, they went all in on their metaverse membership plan and people aren't happy about that. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be an interesting year there. Yeah. I'll be there for one day. I'll be there on Thursday. We'll see how it goes. So they, I mean, I, I knew that was coming, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the way these well, things are going. They're a for-profit company and they didn't run any cons last year. I mean, they and, were big enough to kind of absorb the hit, but they had to do something and get and as I'm much sorry, revenue in as possible. San Diego has been doing that for a few years already. You yeah. have to be a member they yeah. had to pay a membership fee to even be able to buy tickets anymore to go there. So it's just, it just, it, it kind of sucks to kind of like exclude, you know, a lot of people like I am able to, we were able to get tickets for Thursday through the fan verification. But that's only because I've been fan verified since 2016. Right. If you were somebody new just coming in and saying, man, it'd be cool to go to New York this year, even for not one day, happen. like you're not, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get the tickets. So unless you want to buy them for hundreds of dollars on eBay right now. And or from a scalper right outside the, the gates. They always seem to find some of them. You know what? There's been days where I went and I think it was the 2018 maybe or 17 I went and we were leaving for the day, but there was still probably four or five hours left in the con. But you know, we were there multiple days and we had one day passes because they were only selling the one. There are people outside and they're like, uh, you know, you selling pass, selling your pass, selling your pass. We weren't yep. going back in for the day. I was like, I don't know, like 20 bucks. And I gave a girl my pass. Like, all right, well, don't get thrown out or anything because that's tied to my email address. And then <laughs> and I went and bought uh, lunch with, with their money. So, mm-hmm. you know, it happens. It happens. But uh, those people selling them on eBay are playing a dangerous game because if, if FanX or uh, sorry, if Repop gets gets a wind of that and figures out who you are and you're never buying tickets ever again under that email address. So ever that you will never buy them again so yeah somebody gets caught selling press or pro badges you might as well just move out of the country at that point well you know and this is something that we've talked dave and i have talked about before the people they give out press badges to repop themselves have some issues with how they allot those you just you just never know what they're looking for on a given year we applied for years our download numbers i'm not gonna like sit here and like humble brag but our download numbers and things we've done in the world of podcasting more than qualify us but they were looking for other things you never know what it is i think this year they have a big focus on streaming and twitch 
Okay. I'm never going to do that in my, no, I don't even that's think what it... it takes going forward. I'm never going back as press. Cause I'm never going to do streaming. Or yeah, Twitch. It's just not going to happen. I don't think that's it. I think it's, I think you said it right. It's just the reduced capacity. They're reducing yep. this press. And the only reason that we got it is because we've done it for like four years already. So, yep. well, but then there's other people I've talked to on Twitter that are, have gone for seven years um, with huge shows or whatever, and they didn't get them this year. And, they have no idea why and nobody knows, you know, they just seem to make decisions arbitrarily. They kind of decide what they're looking for. And, and you don't even know, is it two or three people? Is it one? And it's definitely not one person. I mean, you know, there's probably three or four people that make the choices and one person could be looking for this. One person could be looking for that. We never got in until we added YouTube. Once we got YouTube in, um, they were like, oh yeah. And we got the passes and our YouTube channel had nothing on it. Like, we, we never and now, you, and now your YouTube channel has grown so much in the past year. It's and we can't get back yet. And, yeah. they, and then we didn't get the passes this year, even though we have four times the followers. More than that, actually, because we were on. I think we only had like seventy followers when we got the passes, and we're over uh, four fifteen right now. And we have we're putting out like three or four videos a week. We're interviewing all sorts of uh, directors, writers, and stuff. And I guess that's just not what they were looking for this year. So. We'll grind at it and we'll come back at it next year it's all good you know there's plenty of other cons so so weird grind time shine time you know i'm not going to pretend i don't take it personally mark aubrey and adam don't take it personally i take it personally i do i take it real personally you know? i'm sitting there scrolling through twitter like why did that person get a pass and i didn't why did that person get one hmm. sorry there i look at their not you guys but like you know i'll look at somebody's thing and i see they have like two followers and like i'm like why does that person get one and like i'm gonna start investigating i'm all angry but that's uh, fine we, we, we've passed little little chickies that you know they, they've got like i don't know what is it we we we, we had one was, one girl was, who was like she, she was, was like actually, some kind of model it, or something and she, it was um it was actually the year before we got approved for press and you were mm -hmm. you had bought tickets john and i was working for greg and this was the year that artist alley was in that other this is the first year that they had closed down artist alley i think where it used to be and they had in another room and we're at the we're at and i'm talking about how i tried to get press passes and we got rejected blah blah and we're at, I'm at greg's table and this girl comes walking by cute girl obviously and she knows one of the other guys that at Greg's table and we're like talking and I look down, I look at her badge and I notice it's a press badge and I'm like, Oh, you're press. Who are you here with? And she was just like, as she looked at her badge and she like flipped it around. So you couldn't see press anymore. And she's like, Oh, don't worry about that. And I'm like, no, no, wait a minute. How do you have a press badge? And I have a legitimate podcast and I didn't get in, you know? And she's like, Oh, and then like, she like walked away. It was just well, like, I mean, you don't, you don't know what they're looking for though. That could have been a year they were looking for influencers and she had a lot of Instagram followers, you know, that could have been their thing they were looking for that year. You never know what they're looking for every, cause they won't tell you. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what kills me inside is not just that I didn't get it. Cause obviously I take it fucking personally and I'm angry for a couple of days and I'm fine now. I'm fine now. But you know, for a couple of days I was stomping around. They just won't tell you what the prerequisites are. You know, other cons will say, you know, we want you to have like Rhode Island, for example, if you don't have at least 1500 Facebook and Twitter followers, you can't apply. They don't, they won't even look at your application. That's, that's the first prerequisite. And they tell you that. So, you knew if you don't meet that, don't waste their, their time and don't waste yours. And they want a certain number of listens per episode and a certain, or if you have a YouTube, a certain number of views or followers, great it's right up front you know what you need to do new york it's they, they won't tell you they don't know I've, i emailed them a couple times when we didn't get it and 
and I wasn't rude or demanding a recount or you <laughs> must put me in. I, I was very polite and I just asked, can you tell me what you're looking for so I can work on it for the next 12 months and come back at it next year for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys just didn't meet the, the requirements. Sorry. Like, well, what are the requirements? I don't know. No one knows. You don't know. Next year could be the only one TikTok dancers. I don't know. I am not doing TikTok. It's Sorry. fun. It's fun. It's, <laughs> fun. it's a good brand builder. It's fun. Uh-huh. A lot of hot chicks on there too. So. <laughs> but that's 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 just the thing that kills me is they don't have they don't they don't tell you what they're looking for and what they're looking for seems to change every single year. So yeah. you guys, other friends of ours that got it, like Ocho Duro, Parlay Hour, three fat, I think three fat nerds, a couple other shows that we're friends with that got it. Awesome. I look forward to seeing everything you're gonna do. I wish it was me. I'm not gonna say I'm not jealous, but I'll still be there on Thursday and I'm gonna hang out. But I'm not doing any goddamn reporting that day. Period. So <laughs> we'll sneak you into the press lounge. Yeah, you know, I not, all right, not to cost myself press passes, but the year we went, Adam's wife went with us, but obviously we only had a certain number of press passes. So we to keep her happy, we we were saying, oh, we can protect Jackie at all costs because we didn't want her to get mad and make Adam not go to shows anymore. We would sneak off into a corner and switch badges so she'd use the press bathroom. <laughs> Maybe somebody caught us doing it on camera or something. That's why we didn't get the passes this year. But. There you go. Hey, good times. Good times. Right, Nothing inside right. baseball. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. That was a that was a crazy tangent. All right. Our last article. Ah, um, we saw another article. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I only brought this one up because we we actually reviewed this comic not long ago. So there's going to be a long Halloween special. It's a revisiting of the long Halloween. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale are reuniting to do this and. They're making it sound like it's a retelling of the of the story where they're adding some kind of new details. And he even says, maybe the villain you thought it was, it wasn't the villain all along. 25 years. Yeah. Wow. That book was 25 years ago. So, t- so John, since you read the book and we reviewed it on the show, what do you think of this idea of like revisiting it and redoing The Long Halloween by the original creators, though? So when did they start following Lucas? <laughs> oh, so like the special edition? Is that yeah, like to? you know, are are we are you know, are we going to get CGI dinosaurs in the background? I don't, I don't know. It's like, I mean, it's their work, and if they've you know, I can understand why go back and making it better if they can, but it became very popular on its own. So, you know, I don't know what the benefit is of them going back and changing things, you know. Because it, it the work should stand on its own, I, I, and and I know it's like a fight with every creator to want to go back and make something better because they're like, oh man, I could have done that after the after the book's published or the art's done or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, this was successful; people love it. So you know, I mean, should you should you know let that stand? I guess. I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Do you love the Long Halloween? I mean, I love it, but I don't want to read whatever they're doing to it. And it's their prerogative. They can do whatever they want. DC is going to publish it. It's fine. People are going to buy it. Uh, it's not for me. I'd rather them get together and make a new story. Yeah. Do something else cool. But, you know, it is what it is. It's just 
It's one of those things where I look at it and I go, that's not for me. I'm not going to buy it at the end. Speak with, speak with your wallet, you know? I think, I think, I think it's true. They've been talking to Lucas. <laughs> Lucas is like, you want to make money off of something you did? Well, the sad thing about comics is that it doesn't matter if I speak with my wallet. That only tends to hurt the store. They're going to buy the copies from DC and then they'll sit on the shelf and be in the dollar bin for the quarter bin forever. And yeah. that's that. That's, that's what speaking with your wallet means in comics. So Yeah, I'm curious. I, like, And this is something I want to... You know, I might do a poll on Twitter for this one. I'm just kind of curious what our audience thinks. Like, would you go back and re and buy a special edition of a 30 year old comic because the original creators came back and retouched it and changed a couple elements of it? So, yeah, yeah, I have no interest. Like, you know, maybe if I could watch it for read it, watch it, read it for free on an app or something. I might. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Neil Adams making his god awful new Batman miniseries than going back and ruining his old classic work. So, you know, for example all right well that's it for the news and uh, we're going to take our last commercial break and we'll be right back with our main topic stay awake john no what who after these messages we'll be right back sorry he's zoned out for a second there all right all right all right all right all right we are back and we are here to talk about the movies are back guys i mean you know, Marvel's back in the theater, so movies are back. That's all we need to know. Of course, we're talking about Black Widow, the long-awaited standalone film for Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson as uh, the lead character. And who else is in this movie? We've got, oh, shoot. Lawrence Pugh. Lawrence Pugh. Um, David as, Harbour. Yeah, David Harbour. And uh, Rachel Weiss. Uh, Rachel Weiss. yes. Oh, uh, how could you forget her? Wow. Sorry, one of those one of those beautiful women on the planet, one of, and a great actress. Yes, and and I was I almost was in the theater like you still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick before we talk about our opinions, so box office wise, opening weekend it made eighty million in the U.S., one hundred fifty eight million worldwide. Which I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but in a you know considering movies were making twenty million. <laughs> Prior to this, I think that's huge, you know, huge hit for the theaters to come back and Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't I don't want it to influence us when we talk about it, but 80 percent from critics, 92 from audience, which is pretty good. All right. Yeah. It made a, an additional 60 million dollars from Disney Plus premium access, which is 100 percent profit for Disney. So. Wow. Some of that was for me. <laughs> And, and then last but not least, we did poll our audience on this. I said, we will be reviewing Black Widow on the next episode. What did you think? And I gave them three choices. The, one, of the, uh, one of the best of the MCU. It was okay, not the best, and not worth the wait. The coming in last was not worth the wait at 23.7%. So I'm, I was kind of... Uh, Shock. Surprising. Surprising that the, many people didn't like it. Uh, 28.9% said it's one of the best in the MCU. And it was okay, not the best one at 47.4%. So saying all of that, let's go around real quick before we get into spoilers and, and give our initial thoughts on the movie. So so we'll start with our guest, Joey. What was your uh, your initial thoughts on Black Widow? 
you know, I really, really, really liked this movie, tipping into loved this movie. So, yeah, I'm a, I was a big fan. I really enjoyed it. I liked a lot of the action sequences. I liked a lot of the characters. Yeah, I mean, I, I was all in on this one. I, I really enjoyed it. Top half of MCU for me. John? It was good. I liked it. It should have come out like seven or eight years ago. Now, as soon as it, 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 it should have been another one of those introductory movies. I'm sorry that even Marvel has trouble getting out movies with female protagonists. All of that's kind of left over from when, but before Marvel was bought by Disney, as I understand it. And then otherwise, yeah, no, I, I, I might even watch it again, you know? So, you know, it's well worth, it's well worth the money. And, and I paid for Disney plus it, it was more than I would have paid to go to the movie, but I also had, you know, real popcorn with real butter and all the salt on it. So I was very happy with that. That was worth it. I like the movie popcorn butter. That's not butter, dude. That's oil. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the main oil is coconut oil. What? Yeah, but the rest I of it's plasticized. Coconut oil. All right. Coconuts are healthy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're good yeah. for you. All right. I, I like this movie a lot i don't love this movie and i think it's because of the timing and we'll get into that if this movie had come out five six years ago when it should have come out where the movie takes place timeline wise i think it would have been one of the top mcu movies but because it's like an afterthought it lost something to me so like yeah it's worth it i think you should go see i mean you know, there's nothing in the theaters, not much in the theaters to watch now anyway. So, so definitely go check it out. But all right. All that being said, that is, if you haven't seen it, we're going to get into spoilers now. So, you know, you've listened long enough for us to count as a download. So thank you. If you don't want to be spoiled <laughs> or you can pause it, go watch the movie, come back and listen, or, you know, just listen because, you know, who cares? <laughs> You're going to watch the movie either way. You know it. All right. So, so, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to say that flat off the top. The, the problem with this movie is that it has what I call prequel itis. You, you know, there's no stakes for Scarlett Johansson or for, for Black Widow. Like Natasha is not going to die. You know, she's not going to die in this movie because you know, spoilers where she dies in the MCU and that's in Endgame. So like, so that takes something away from the movie. But if this had come out after Civil War, where it takes place in the MCU timeline, I think it would have been better. Like, because then there's stakes to me, you know. I think they were able to overcome a lot of that prequelitis because I agree with you. I hate prequels exactly for that reason. No matter what happens, she has to get <laughs> into Infinity War with blonde hair. So we're not going to have her die or anything. But they were able to have a lot of strong guest stars and other characters throughout the movie that kind of drive the storyline and were really awesome. So you were still invested in what was happening. And, and I, I agree with you. And we actually just talked about this on. So wizard is that I've seen a lot of weird backlash on this one from people that like you are like, well, I I wish it had come out like years and years ago. And it does, it does feel like a phase one movie. This is a really, really well done phase one movie. And it also doesn't really tie into much. Like there's no, no, driving mcu storyline right now there's no infinity stones there's no thanos coming there's no ultron there's no loki working behind the scenes it's kind of i mean we know as nerds that there's eventually the multiverse thing coming but 
there's no oomph to the MCU movies right now. There, there is not that through line that you're saying, all right, well, I can't wait till six years from now when Avengers five comes out because it's going to be the Avengers forever and, and or blah, blah, blah. It, although although it, we it's do, a weird feeling. It's a although, really weird feeling to it. Although like, like the, in phase one, we do have a lady. What, yeah, well, what is it? Val. We've got Val. <laughs> yeah. Right. Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. Right. You got you got you have Val who's who's basically you know basically playing the the same role as she's Samuel the Jackson, um, so yeah she's the reverse Nick Fury she's assembling the Dark Avengers uh, clearly but I don't know how clear that is and I don't know if people really see how big a threat that is you know what well, I mean like it, it's not fully baked yet right and that's and the thing my issue with that is that's your after credit scene. Right. Yep. Like, like it's an after credit scene. Like if they didn't tack it on, that's the only thing that ties this into the greater MCU, mm-hmm. you know? So and yeah, that's, like, unfor- that, that's what Marvel's trained the audience to do now is to look for that. It's not just the movie you're watching. It's the excitement about what comes next. Right. Right. And again, and the fact that it's the fact that that's tagged on as the after credit scene is the other thing that makes it feel like a phase one movie. And again, mm-hmm. if this had come out right after civil war, it would have been like, you know, people would have been raving about this movie. But now that it's, you know, an after, it feels like an afterthought. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. and then like, are we going to revisit any of the other? I mean, besides her sister, are we going to re- revisit any of those other characters from this movie? Like, are oh, we no, going how... to get Red Guardian ever again? No, well, they, they might they might appear now that they've been introduced. I don't think but... we'll ever see Rachel Weiss again. But Probably I feel like we'll not. definitely see uh, David Harbour, Red Guardian. We'll definitely see Yelena again. And I, I feel we'll see Taskmaster again as well. Yeah. 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 That's the other thing, right? Because like my my son said that he's like, well, they they can't introduce a villain like Taskmaster and then not bring that her bring her, you know, now that's a gender banner, not bring her back. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I can see that. But but now we're at the at the point where you know she was mind controlled spoilers uh, in the movie and she was freed at the end so is she just going to be under madam hydra as a dark avenger or was you know did she go off and become a hero but taskmaster is a good guy that doesn't work for me it's a or or maybe she stops becoming taskmaster and and when they bring what was it what taskmaster was a mutant originally right like graphic reflexes so yeah so you know maybe they bring him back in as a him as the original tax taskmaster you know because she abdicates the role because she's no longer under control or anything i don't i don't know i I mean i I don't know i think i kind of think you can actually i think you can go now that i'm thinking about it you can do the whole because after they got rid of the red room and got rid of the black widow project from russia Hmm. now these women were just kind of left roaming with no home anymore well that's um, that's that's a pool so that they can she, draw from every once in a while so then. some of them linked on to you know madam hydra and you know she became a mercenary just like taskmaster is in the comics that that actually probably makes the most sense so yeah all right fine i just saved it ah. so 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 what were some of your favorite things about the movie we'll start with our guest joey oh all right well you know, I I really liked the intro. It was a different 
and I'm going to come back to this later on when we talk about things we didn't like. It was it was different. It was not your immediate like bombast action scene. We had a weird kind of like family thing going on. The opening credits were very different than any Marvel movie. I'm not a big fan of take a song and make it slow and folk music, <laughs> but it worked really well here. Obviously, I love Scarlett Johansson. Regardless, I thought she was great. They had great action scenes. David Harbour's great as Red Guardian. I love Yelena. She's hilarious. She was really cool. I want to see more of her in the movies. Obviously, we're going to get that. And yeah, just it was it was just a it was a good movie. It was a, a real kind of throwback to Phase One, early Phase Two Marvel, and, and that works for me. I like that's what one of my favorite things about Marvel is like that kind of Winter Soldiery, hand to hand combat. You know, not superheroes, but not not superheroes, I guess, for lack of a better term. And, and it just kind of scratched all those itches for me. So, you know, I really did enjoy it. You know, I liked it. Cool. How about you, John? Well, I am, I'm glad that they finally confirmed that she has a healing factor because any normal human would have been a bucket of limbs after this. It's um, called plot armor. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, wow. That, that is some primo stuff that they've given her. <laughs> But yeah, aside from that, you know, slight lack of believability, uh, yeah, the action was really good. And you know, they, they've completely disproved that one CEO that, that kept this from happening before Disney bought them out. And uh, I hope that they'll be able to do more female-led movies in, in, in the future. I'm sorry that this is her song song, you know? It, it doesn't feel right that this is the way it, it ends with you know is Scarlett it? Johansson well we don't we don't know right she could they, they if they're moving if they're moving to signing them on for you know one movie or one this or, you know some one-offs they might they might have her back but I don't know what capacity because she's you know the the other unfortunate thing is it wasn't a scroll who took her place for the events of Infinity War so well we don't we still don't know that <laughs> We, I don't know. It's it's not looking. It's not like I, mean, I, I want. I want Scarlett Johansson around as much as possible. But some death in the MCU has to have, has to stick. Or there's it, zero stakes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. that we we got that with Coulson. Yeah. No, he, he came back. Uh, according yeah. according to oh God, what's his name? The guy who Josh Whedon, and even Feige. It was like yeah, no, Coulson died. <laughs> In, he did uh, die. Then he got brought back. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. perfectly fits in up until they start time traveling. And then based upon what we know about time travel, they're in their own pocket dimension or branch. Mm-hmm. And it still fits in with the movies. And the, the TV, the TVA never came for them. So, yep. <laughs> which we know should have happened now. So, yeah, I, I, I just I liked it, though. I mean, you know, the, the action was amazing. And and they you know it did have some of some of that good old MCU humor in it too, where Yelena starts making fun of of you know the of Scarlet's you know landing pose, the three point pose. Yes, the the that was <laughs> that yeah, was hysterical. Yelena set calling her a poser. That was just like that was one yeah. of the best things in the movie. And and then and later, later on, on she when tries... she does it, she goes oh, I'm such oh. a poser. Yeah, well then she's like, oh, this hurts the knees. <laughs> it's like, kind of hobbles off a little bit there on that yes. scene. So, yeah, no, it was it was good. And I know we've talked about this uh, with Yelena, the say, positioning Yelena to maybe take over the role of Black Black Widow and most definitely probably after she goes after Clint 
and finds out that no, that's that he's not the one that actually killed Black Widow. So, you know, she 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 had a lot more personality than I thought from the trailers. I think she could make she she has this really deadpan fatalistic view of things that I kind of that kind of found funny. He's like, oh, this would be a great way to die as they're like, you know, getting ready to cut into her scalp. And it's like, you know, I kind of, I kind of like it. Not a good way to die. That one was, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but, 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 but she was like really nonplussed, you know? So it was, it was, I I thought her character could be kind of fun, you know? She, she could be Black Widow, but a different personality Black Widow, a a very different Black Widow. And, uh, you know. Admit it. That made her hotter. What? That made her hotter when she was like, this would be a fun way to die. That was just like, yeah, I could have fun with her. (laughs) It was, no, it's just, I don't know. I just, Uh, as long as they, as long as they keep writing her with that kind of personality, you know, she has a lot of room to grow because most of her, you know, they've got the angle of most of her life. She was under mind control. She never had the chance to actually grow as a person. So now she's here with all of these incredibly incredible ninja assassination skills. And, you know, and, and it seems like she's, she hasn't hit the point yet where she realizes that she wants to live yet. So that she's got a whole character arc ahead of her. I think they could do really good things with her. Maybe. As long yeah. as she doesn't join the Thunderbolts or whatever, right? Wait, because it's uh, either Dark Avengers heading. or Thunderbolts, right? Yeah, Don't I mean, that's where we're heading. So, hmm. I mean, yeah. Elaine from Seinfeld is collecting up her own evil version of the Avengers. She's got a Captain America now. It's She's got a Black be, Widow. It's going to be Dark I'm, Avengers. I'm sure we will see her in the after credits of Shang-Chi picking up Abomination. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because so, yeah. I mean, that's where we're headed, which is going to be a cool storyline, but... Yeah, I I agree the with you, Joey, about the the beginning. I think I, I it was an interesting, different way to do it. It wasn't expected, and you know I I liked uh, I liked the Red Guardian in this movie. I just yeah, like, he was funny. He he was funny, and also and also like you didn't like him, right? Like you you liked him because of his personality and everything, but he also didn't seem to have he didn't seem to understand what he'd actually done to those two two little girls. Well, that's, that's, that's what makes him, that's, it's, it's going to sound weird, but that's what makes him relatable. When you're a parent, like you try to do what you think is best for your kids and nine times out of 10, you're going to screw your kids up. It's just a fact of life. And so like, it's like, yeah, like he, he did love them, you know, and he just given, he thought giving them back to the government so they could, you know make them strong he thought that was a good thing you know like he didn't realize how how bad it was he was dumb as a brick i mean (laughs) i mean so so i don't know i'd like i really like the character i like the arc that they gave him and like you know and then he does realize by the end like oh yeah no that was bad like i did screw screw things up so yeah There, there was that with him there was that one scene where they're at the house and all of the assassins are landing around the house and as any you know he gets up he's like okay stand back i'm going to take care of this and then the one dart hits him is like they think this is going to and then 20 other darts hit him like yeah now well, well played what i found what i actually found fascinating and it's why i want to see him again and i would love to see it would ha- see the problem is he, i don't know if it would work with 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 sam 
Oh, him going after Sam? Because he has this... It, like it's funny because in the context of the MCU, it doesn't make sense. He's got a grudge against Captain America, but he never faced Captain America because Cap was frozen the whole time he was active as the Red Guardian. So, yeah. in, in the sense of the MCU, it doesn't make sense. In the comics, obviously, it, it um, was different. Well, in the comics, he was married to to Black Widow. So, well, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, so 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 maybe she could still call him dad. So, in the like, that's why <laughs> I really hope we get to see him again. You know, go up against in some way, go up against Captain America because, like, I think he deserves it. <laughs> you know, I think that would be fun. Maybe in Captain America four, you know. Yeah, they, but even without the super soldier serum, Sam would waste him. <laughs> Sam would just waste his ass. I don't know. I think I think that's going to be a, a a key component of his character going forward. The fact that he doesn't have super strength and he's trying to be Captain America. You know, like that's going to be a, a real struggle for him, which is going to be you know make the stories interesting but it's tough it's tough to make it believable going up against villains like that so but that's that's another movie we're not talking about that right now so yeah and the other i mean the action scenes so many like there was a lot of action scenes in this movie and most of them were very well done well choreographed i don't know how believable the end falling fighting scene that was, was a video game level come on i mean when they're running there on is, giant pieces of the i know no it was it, it looked cool it, oh yeah i'm not saying it wasn't cool it's just like i was watching this and the first thing that popped in my head was oh this is a video game level like a, there's going to be a video game and it's going to be exactly this i'm a big proponent for suspension of disbelief but that what that was tough for me but anyway so 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 I'll, I'll i'll steal a line from you joey so along with the good must also come the bad yep. so let's talk about some of the things we didn't like about the movie we'll, we'll go back to you joey all right so this isn't really the movie's fault so much as it is the circumstances around everything and we actually just talked about this you know how, how you as a viewer what you're bringing in from outside the movie due to all the circumstances in the world as much as I liked the intro, I really wanted that beginning first hit of MCU again after, what, two years of nothing to be yeah. like just a balls out action scene. Maybe we could have saw Taskmaster do something to give them a little more background to see them in an action, a balls out action scene at the beginning using a bunch of powers we recognize or anything. Just really some sort of this balls out action scene. I appreciated what they were trying to do. And in the context of where this came out six months after Spider-Man, perfectly makes sense. Right. But waiting almost two years to get the beginning and like the first 15 minutes of the movie to really just be like this girl and her family like hanging around. I don't know. Really was it, yeah. it didn't grab me right away. And it's well done. And I loved like I said before, I really liked it. If uh, divorcing it from my own feelings and just watching it as a movie, I really liked that part. But sitting in the movie theater everybody in the theater cheering after as the fanfare for Marvel studios plays. Cause it's been so long. And the first thing you do is spend 15 minutes driving around in a car with the dad from stranger things. Um, hmm. You know, not, not, not the most like balls out action sequence we would have wanted. So it's and then nice going, to see, it is nice to see that they rescued the dad from stranger things from Russia where he was left. Right. Right. Stranger right. Things. Now, now he is Russian. <laughs> and then by the same token, the end of the movie also felt weird. Because there was only one after credit scene and there we didn't get that post end of the movie like credit sequence where they have like a little animated 
thing and it's right says like scarlett johansson and then there'll be like a silhouette of like black widow like kind of scans by and then a marvel studios production black widow and then it goes into the after credit scene then you go through the credits and there's another scene we didn't get that the the scene where she's blonde and walking in the quinjet felt like it was an after credit scene it just felt like an addendum to the movie that was kind of stuck on there it was really strange like why we were there it's, that didn't happen and why there was only one after credit scene after everything and that, that kind of contributes to also feeling like a it phase one yeah it doesn't have a flow to a bigger overarching storyline for the mcu right now which is what I think is turning some people off. So, I mean, those are really the only things I didn't like. I did not have a problem with Taskmaster in the movie and how it was handled. I, I liked all the action. I like all the actors. Those are really the only kind of things that bothered me about the movie. Everything else is either super nitpicky or, or not worth mentioning. But those are the two things. Just had a weird feel to it at the beginning and the end. And it's just, it's a really, it reminds me of Captain Marvel. You know, Captain Marvel was the best phase one movie that came out in phase three. And this will probably be the best phase one movie that comes out in phase four. Um, actually, I like this better than Captain Marvel, but that, that's about where I'm at with that. Yeah. All right. How about you, John? I are... didn't have the same problem with the beginning. Like they needed to set things up and they set it up pretty mm -hmm. quick. And it quickly, you know, degenerated into a car chase with, you know, the black vans with the old shield logo on them. And, and then, you know, it it got it it got really interesting really suddenly when you saw what's his name walk over grab that dumpster and just chuck it to the side and uh yeah and then the just i mean it there's 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 only so many ways you could start a story like this that they're trying to tell so i, I didn't have a problem with that there was nothing in here i really hated you know i wish they were just a a tad bit more realistic with you know, Scarlett Johansson not getting up after literally falling eight stories, bouncing off of, of, of stuff and, you know, or, or we're, you know, tanking a, a surface to surface missile in, in the beginning. So, but, but other than that, I mean, you know, I, I was a little off put by Taskmaster it was really, really weird to see them CGI her really small head onto that bodybuilder. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know. It was armor, all right? It was armor. Right, right. That's why it looked really weird, like somebody had entered the wrong big head code. So, yeah. But, you know, I, you know, my only disappointment is that they, they didn't make this movie back when it should have been included, you know, after they introduced her character and to tell her backstory before they got to you know, before they got into Infinity War, at least. So, uh, otherwise, I think they did, they did good. I, I, everything seemed to work out. Everything, everything seems to flow pretty good. And, like, the action scenes were really great action scenes, you know? And, and the, the, the banter in between was, was funny, and it advanced the characters. So, like, I don't, I don't really hate any of it. I I liked most of it. I mean, I really liked most of it. And there's only a few places where I like, yeah, that could have been better. But what do I know? So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna disagree with with Joey too as well because I <laughs> think like this movie builds. That's the whole thing. No, and, and like I said, it's not it's not a problem with the movie. It's a problem with me. Right, <laughs> right. I'm right. bringing in from the outside. So, it works like, perfectly fine in the movie. Yeah, we get a small action scene in the beginning that builds to that crazy action scene by the end of the movie. And, and John, it wasn't a surface to service missile. It was an exploding arrow. They show that later in the movie too. 
Um, you, I, no, it looked more like a missile than an arrow. It had a contrail and and like it, that that was like a an RPG just, or something. That was a, the v, VX VFX guy's uh, choice, and he made the wrong choice. So my issues with the movie has to go back though with what you said about the audience has been trained by Marvel at this point to expect certain things. And number one, there were quite a few articles when they introduced this, when they talked about this movie coming out and then when they, and and then they said, yes, it's going to take place after civil war before infinity war. That's where it fits in timeline wise. And they said when they introduced the movie and when they started filming the several websites that are credible nerd news websites not like we got this covered. They were actual, <laughs> yeah. you know, ones said that Robert Downey Jr. was in this movie as Iron Man. So I kept looking for him. I'm like, when's he going to show up? Like, no, because they had said later on that they 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 decided not to do that stuff because they didn't want it to take away from Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow and Yelena. Like, it's more of a movie about them and not supposed to be, you know. People, they want the opposite of what Spider-Man Homecoming did, basically. They didn't want people to be coming in for Tony Stark. It was supposed to be a celebration of them as main characters of the movie. Well, I get, that would be because it's her send-off too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's her movie. It's a, it's a female-fronted action movie. They weren't going to just well, shoot and then, in Robert Downey. But again, it's also, we've been trained, and it's just like, that's also, again, because there's nothing in the movie besides the after credit scene that ties into the rest of the MCU... And it's not an origin movie because it's an after, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a story. It's a, it's a, it's still a middle story. It's a story. We've already been introduced to black widow and they, they mentioned Budapest. I mean, they go to Budapest, but they still don't really like, there was no flashback scene to like what happened in Budapest, which like, that's one of the things that bugs me because, her and Hawkeye have talked about it so many times. Good. It's like we don't need go. Star Wars EU novels of of all this stuff. Yeah. I don't know. One flashback scene of of whatever happened there that would have made me happy. And uh, any novels about Luke's Jedi's hand that got cut off and fucking Bespin. And then, but like, so that's the whole thing. It's like it it, it followed the Marvel formula. It had a lot of crazy action scenes. Uh, a lot of superhero action, a lot of quips in between. So, but at the end of the day, there's nothing really memorable about this movie. Like, there's nothing that's like that stands out. Like, that was a key moment. Oh man, I can't believe it. Like, I'll never forget that image. Oh, like, like I really loved when they did this. Like, there are no moments like that in this movie. There's no, there's no no man's land scene like in Wonder Woman. Well, I think them rescuing him from the Russian prison is a probably an all-timer mcu action scene i would say i'd say that's that's your takeaway from this whole movie if you're looking for that one thing you know especially that shot and it's been in a million trailers now of her dropping in the white costume out and landing in the hero pose i think that's your takeaway um scene from the whole movie you know because that's a pretty badass scene (laughs) oh it's a great scene but it just it didn't i don't know it didn't impact me like like some of the other stuff you know like you we you you guys just did an episode top MCU moments you know and like I don't think there's nothing in this movie that would make a top five MCU moments no and it, it's a tough list I mean to pick your favorite moments out of twenty something movies but you know and even then we had I, I flat out just refused to put certain ones in the list because it was too obvious you know? right mm. 
But I mean, like, I think that's the whole thing. Every character has had their hero moment. And I don't know. I just don't feel like she had that hero moment in this movie. No, so. she got it. She got it in Endgame where she died to yeah. save half the universe. Or in Infinity War when she fought right. uh, but, but, with yeah. Thanos' but, children. Or but yeah, I'm saying yeah. like, like she, she saved she, the world in Avengers or... And I and I'm saying like yeah she had those moments but this was her movie so there should have yeah. been one of those moments in this movie and there wasn't. Yeah, I mean it just felt like a phase one movie and yeah. that's good and bad it has good points and bad points. It's kind of like Thor: Dark World. It's just there. Fun, fun, fun little oh, fact. That's not fun, that bad. A fun little fact, guys, is when the movie started. It was started in 1995. So while Shield was chasing them to the airfield, Captain uh, Marvel. Had just landed on Earth, over you know, over in a in a blockbuster, like that was happening basically at the same time. Hmm. See, they could have tied that in. <laughs> Hashtag, it's all connected. Well, yes. that you know that that would be why why Nick Fury wasn't there or Coulson because mm-hmm. they were busy with aliens. <laughs> they don't want to spend the money to de-age him for this one, right? They well, de-age he'll still Rachel run like a seventy-eight-year-old man. So. They they did de-age Rachel Vice though. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. yeah. It's not um, noticeable. They're getting better and better with that technology. It's getting scary. Oh uh, yeah, the two of them. I mean, it was just. I like, thought that technology looked fantastic in Captain Marvel. It's just when Samuel Jackson moved in the action scenes, it was so obvious how old he was. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't hide it when they're running up and down stairwells. But it, facially, it all looked great. So. See, that's when they take the technology for, that they used in the. the was it the prequel trilogy for Star Wars that they got now, and they can paste their face yeah. onto yeah, just get else. a just get a young actor yeah. to run up and down the steps and get the body double. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Samuel Jackson can make five Red Box movies a, a week that way. You know? <laughs> God, yeah. All right, all right. So yeah, I don't know. Like, is there anything? So okay, so let's talk a little bit about. The post credit scene, I and mean, we've 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 talked about it, danced around it a little bit. Obviously, Madame Hydra shows up at the grave sites and recruits. Actually, she's already working with her. Yeah, it's implied that she's been working for her already. So. Right, and her next target is going to be Clark, Clint, Clint Martin, and which then, obviously, in my mind, that's setting up. Oh, now we know who our main protagonist is going to be in the Hawkeye TV show. Yeah, she's confirmed to be in the TV show. So, yep. Well, yeah. antagonist. She's the antagonist. Yeah, antagonist. Sorry. Yeah, the main antagonist. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess that works. Well, I mean, it's going to, they, they will hopefully take a couple of episodes to, you know, finally get her pinned down to the point where you can tell her, hey, you know what? This is not what happened. Mm-hmm. You know? So, well, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, I don't want a whole. I don't want a whole series based on one misunderstanding. <laughs> no, because the series is mostly based on the Matt Fraction, David Aja, Hawkeye series that came out a few years ago, which is comic books. So I'm like, I mean, there's they have pizza dog in this. I mean, this is going to be amazing. Like, like, I am so excited about this, that show. I know people don't like Hawkeye all that much. And Jeremy Renner can be very cringe with his music career and stuff. But like, oh, let him sing. I know. I'm just saying I'm really excited about that show between Moria Elena and the, the books that it's based on. And I think it's 
spot on casting for uh, Kate Bishop. I'm really excited about that Hawkeye show. So. Yeah, yet another uh, yet another young Avenger that's being introduced. Yep. So. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We've almost got all of them now. I think we. we so. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably where we're headed: Young Avengers versus Dark Avengers. That would be fantastic. Just please don't screw up Patriot. All we've seen him do so far is open the door at his grandfather's house. So <laughs> it's like probably one of my most favorite uh, modern uh, Marvel characters is uh, Patriot. So please don't screw him up. Eh, they haven't yet. They haven't, well, haven't screwed done anything any, yet. I'm saying they haven't really screwed any characters up. No, no. I mean, uh, they they get the benefit of the doubt. So yeah, I just don't know how strong a hook that is as an in credit scene. For people as of right now so you know well still seem like you said people well, and that's the thing. They, they were confused they were confused in the end credits scene in, in what is it in the original iron man mm-hmm. you know the the, the ge- geeks like us were like you're shitting me and the rest of people were like who the hell is this guy well and you know? and that's the thing too so that's one of the things i wanted to talk about is obviously madam hydra was introduced in was supposed to be introduced in that scene right yep and but like you would have no idea what was going on there if you just saw that. Now she was introduced in Captain uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and introduced who she was more and, and hired a yeah. um, U.S. agent to to join her team. So it's like what we talked about. You know, they're not wanting to introduce main main characters in the shows. We want to keep those for the movies, but she's going to play a big role, right? It's it's allegedly. Making, Will she? There's there's no way she can't. You you can't introduce the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers and have them only be TV, right? They're going. To, that's a that's a big team that's going to affect. No, everybody. but I don't know how big a role Elaine is going to have. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I don't know what well, else she's got going on. But well, and that's the thing that, that that's making me like curious now as a a watcher of this stuff because this is something that we've talked about a couple times on the show is we've got this situation where. There are people who only watch the movies who aren't watching these shows. Mm-hmm. So there will be little bits and pieces that are in the shows that people might get lost when they see them show up in the movies, you know? And I, to me, this is like the first example of that, you know, like it's going to be. So if you didn't watch Falcon Winter Soldier and all of a sudden they have her, they, they do a dark Avengers in one of the movies and she's the head of it. And she gathered up all these uh, characters, you're going to be like, well, who's this U.S. agent guy? Where'd he come from? You know, so they'll they'll find a way to explain it. I think pretty easily. I mean, if you see them assemble an evil Avengers team, then you will assume that there's a bad Captain America because he's standing there in his outfit. So I I, I think they're going to be okay. I, I I trust in them again that they'll be able to pull it off. Yeah. I look forward to because well, I mean, there's a power vacuum in the MCU right now. There is no superhero team. There's there is no Avengers team right now. There isn't one. They're scattered to the winds of the earth, and they're putting together. She's putting together her own squad. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which that's another thing that just makes you like so. You know, it's it's so weird to think about because you know you still have Hulk running around. You know, you still have a one of the powerhouses. Like, what's he doing? You know. Like, well, we'll find out, I guess, in She-Hulk. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, if you guys don't have anything else you want to add, I think we can we can wrap it up. So, so we'll we'll go around like we normally do. Since JD's not here, we can actually score it because he's the only one that complains about scoring these. 
So we'll start you, Joey. Final thoughts. And you, I know you guys do uh, zero through five. We do one through ten. Capes. Okay. So, so yeah. What, final thoughts. And what no problem. I can adapt my uh, score to that. That's no problem. So I'm going to rate it a little higher. We actually talked about this on Twitter earlier in the day. I'm always I'm going to rate this a little bit higher than maybe I would because um, my daughter and I have been watching these movies together since uh, the first one we saw in the theater was the first Thor. So she would have been about seven or eight and she just graduated high school and Black Widow has been her favorite character the whole time. That's her number one, uh, number one Avengers character. It's not tough. It was the only girl in the whole damn series for life. <laughs> It's like, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Well, uh, Leia. She uh, That was her favorite Avenger always. She wanted a Black Widow movie so bad. When's she going to get her own movie? Win, win, win. And then finally it's here and she loved it. And it was just a big thing for her to watch it. She was so happy with it and how awesome it was. And to me, just seeing that just made me even happier with the movie. So I bumped it up a little bit. I am at eight and a half out of ten. Cool. Yep. I don't think it's in the top five MCU movies, but it's definitely in the top half of it definitely in the top half so mm. anybody that's like oh this is only the only movie worse than this is thor the dark world is just out of their fucking minds sorry and I, i'm sorry <laughs> or iron man 2 funny. or you know yeah all right john i'm just i'm just gonna go out right out and give it a solid eight it's it yeah as, as joey said you know it's not one of the worst I think it's better than than most, but we're sitting here with I have I can't even tell you how many movies now that we've got in the MC universe and like more to come. So, like we're scoring them like only on the merits of all of their own movies now, which is crazy. But yeah, it's a solid eight for for you know an, an MCU movie, and, and overall too, it's a really good action movie. So I think I think even people who aren't part of the MCU they this might be interesting to them if they like action movies because it's all about family. <laughs> oh no. Apparently. And magnets. <laughs> and magnets yeah. and, hey, they were close to space. So, you know, right. it's like, so come on. They were one, they were one oh, car chase in the God. falling debris away from a fast and furious movie. They were, weren't they? That, that, oh my God. If, if one of them had jumped in a car, I'd have been like, yeah. where's, where's Dom? Uh, so so yeah, I, I give it a solid eight. I, I I think it was enjoyable. All right, all right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. I'm I'm gonna give it an eight as well. I'm gonna. This is one of those. I'm gonna revisit in like six months to a year to see if we still feel the same way about it. Again, there's there is the hype of it being the first movie back in the theaters, the Marvel movie back in the theaters. There is the hype of of you know, it's a it's a. Oh, you always feel fantastic after you watch a Marvel movie and then you start thinking about them afterwards like, oh, maybe, you know, so we'll see. But yeah, no, I'm going to give it an eight. It's a good action movie. Yeah. And I'm going to say if you want to shut your brain off for two hours and enjoy a movie, go see Black Widow. So, all right. So let's let's wrap it up with uh, some recommendations for our audience. <laughs> I'm stealing all your lines this week. That's fine. All right. So we'll start with our guest. Joey, got any recommendations? Well, obviously, I'm going to recommend that you check out our, my podcast, So Wizard Podcast. We are a weekly nerdy movie review and news podcast. We review a movie every single week. We haven't missed a week since August 2014. Episode 362 drops this week where we review Black Widow. And next week, we'll be reviewing Space Jam, A New Legacy. So um, yeah, we're available wherever podcasts are. And we also have our YouTube channel, which is filled with content and interviews and all sorts of other stuff. So check it out. 
reviews, uh, unboxings, all sorts of crazy stuff. So yeah, yeah, please check us out if you like listening to me talk, you know. And uh, recommendation-wise, uh, you know, video games-wise, I'm working my way through Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and it's great. It's some two of my favorite games of all time, and then there's a third game to play too. But <laughs> yeah, that's my suggestion, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I have to imagine Space Jam is disappointing. I'm assuming it's going to be face meltingly awful. So <laughs> my expectations are like a negative five out of five. So we'll see if we can get it to a zero. Wow. That high, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Well, I'll, I'll stick with my anime roots that the, the, one of the most popular properties in all of anime right now, that time I got reincarnated as a slime is coming out with season two or well, technically it's season three. So if you want to give it a go, now would be the time because there's a lot of episodes that you can binge and it is thoroughly enjoyable. Okay, cool. Well, of course, I will recommend that you go to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square. Hopefully some will be, more will be up soon. And links to all our social media at the top of the page. And I am going to recommend that you read... Stephen King's The Institute, because that is what we'll be discussing next week on the podcast. And I haven't started reading yet, so I, <laughs> I better get on that. Yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> so on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for hanging out. Don't let your kid get caught in the door. Have a good week.